Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. On this Tuesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 5 is number to call this afternoon. You can catch us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Why not uh, download the uh, podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify? And, of course, you can always uh, download the apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. And better yet, for the best experience, you can uh, subscribe and uh, support uh, our Dowd 3,000, uh, he's going to be supporting me today. He's, he's had one of those rough days. We're not even going to ask him how it is. <laughs> know, uh, how it is and I hope that he's doing well. So he's going to hang out uh, sort of in the background, but he's welcome to jump into the foreground <laughs> once. I will give him a little bit of good news, actually. Uh, and the good news is, um, well, well, just like I said with New Mexico, right? Uh, whatever New Mexico is paying attention to, whatever it's betting on, whatever it's investing in, uh, it's sure to fail now. Dowd's been on this case for Virgin Galactic a long time. We've been on the case for this. And then, of course, you know, there's the Netflix stuff. And we've, you know, bet against it every single time, say it's bad for New Mexico. Does anybody know what, and this is why the gubernatorial race matters, does anybody know what stock has actually performed worse than Virgin Galactic? Virgin Galactic has performed pretty badly over the last year. Uh, It would be Netflix. It would be Netflix, which has lost 70%, another uh, down uh, day for the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, Netflix actually up today, uh, back to 180, but uh, officially uh, Virgin Galactic dips below six bucks to 578. And uh, there you go. Those are, remember, that's what Michelle Lujan Grisham is going to come out and talk about economic development. She's going to talk about all the good bets that they've made, the good things that they're doing, how they're incentivizing private businesses, how we're bringing in Netflix, how they're bringing in jobs. She can't tout that at all whatsoever. So it is a loss leader. Netflix actually worse than Virgin Galactic. Virgin Galactic's never even saved a dollar. Remember, I, I gave you the numbers yesterday. And I'm sure you your, your head was spinning. You're like, Eddie can't be right about that. There's just no way. A million dollars, yes, folks, a day. A hundred million a quarter. $1.2 billion over the last 12 quarters. Do the math. You've invested $200 million for a company that's lost a billion dollars, and you continue to enable and subsidize them. But uh, we'll get to all that a little bit later. 550-5500. Uh, that's 550-5500. That's going to make you feel good to be right about all this, at least, if we can say something that is on the sunny side of things. We, we can uh, on, on this challenging day. I can also say another sunny thing, Eddie. Arrived from Scotland today, Unmasked, the book by Ian Miller, The Global Failure of COVID Mask Mandates. Uh, we'll probably be talking about that for many weeks and many months and maybe many years to come. So a challenging day, but when your sister sends you gifts, it's a good day. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she knows that we're unmasked, unvaxxed, and uh, again, another issue. We, we should run for office. No, we'll help the people that are running for office. We have we have no intent of running for office whatsoever. I'm wearing my safe Ferris shirt. Uh, you like that little Wrigley Field, little little spring ball action. Um, He's a righteous uh, dude. What's that? He's a righteous dude. He is a righteous <laughs> dude. The Sportos, the Jockos, the Dweebs. 
They all love him. They think he's a righteous dude. What kind of operation are you running over there, Rooney? <laughs> so we've got, uh, speaking of righteous dude, it looks like uh, the righteous dude is seemingly by the voters. One Mark Ronchetti. Ronchetti, Ronquitie, all of the uh, things that uh, he is becoming affected. And we're going to get into the details of this. Uh, I think uh, we are now just starting early voting today. Is that correct? Early voting today. Get out your early votes. I think you can do your uh, actually showing up to the polls and do early voting on May the 21st. That's when I will be voting. Um, and, uh, you know, it's good to get your voice out and uh, make sure you stand behind the candidates. You're starting to hear uh, some of the commercials that are running uh, for that. But uh, uh, the governor herself is reporting $3.7 million cash on hand. And then she qualifies thinking that she is uh, not doing as well as she thought that she would be by saying that she had a blackout period. Okay. Now we're going to focus on our side of the aisle for right now, and then we're going to, you know, let loose. But it, it seems to be that uh, Ron Ketty, based upon the at least the KOB poll, has this in, uh, in hand. Uh, this looks good for him, but I've actually got the details uh, of the, uh, the polling that's coming out and uh, talking about something called a credibility interval. I've never heard of such a thing, but, you know, I'm an econometric statistician. I know these types of things. And, uh, uh, generally, these polls can act like suppression if you don't have a good idea who the candidates are. And we'd love to hear from you today if you want to go ahead and uh, tout your guy and tell me why you're voting for, you know, uh, Greg uh, Zanetti or why you're voting for Jay Block or why you're voting for, I guess, uh, uh, Ethel Maharge or, or the, the closest competitor seemingly, despite the KOB poll, is uh, Rebecca Dow, because what really matters in all this, now the sample poll that came out uh, is Albuquerque, but that is very important because Albuquerque, as Albuquerque goes, so goes the rest of the state, or at least it should, because we're the most populous area, we're the media market, we're, we're driving all of this stuff. And, uh, you know, this is, by stuff, I mean issues, I, I would hope. And one of those issues, uh, fortunately for us, and the Albuquerque Journal seems to be taking a bit of a turn, is going to be abortion. I was taken aback, and we're going to be talking with one of the uh, anti-abortion uh, uh, organizers and someone who's been on the front lines. Elisa Martinez is going to be joining the, the program at the bottom. You might remember she ran for, for U.S. Senate, and uh, she's going to be joining, uh, talking about one of the surprising print-ups. Now, this came up, and this is going to be an important gubernatorial issue. And I think religion, of all things, in this year is going to be a very important gubernatorial issue as well. I think I raised and did a pretty effective job of doing that yesterday. A lot of people enjoyed what we were talking about here, you know, calling out the priest at Immaculate Conception, talking about how, you know, they are pro-gay marriage. I, that is actually going to be something. Now, before you uh, burn down anti-abortion clinics and come after me and attack me and stalk a, a Supreme Court justice uh, in Washington, D.C., it's getting crazy. The, the Albuquerque Journal did something kind of amazing here for uh, probably it's high, it's high intake day, which is Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Okay, that's when the the most number of people are paying attention to talk radio. It's the most uh, it's the day where most people are paying attention to the news, and this would be the the, the highest consumptive day of the uh, uh, paper, uh, if you can say. It says abortion death cost UNM clinic one point two six million. We're going to get into the details of all of that because. You're about to find out at what week the University of New Mexico performs abortions up until. And you Democrats, particularly you Democrat Catholics, are not going to be particularly happy about all this. But before we get to all that, the real numbers that we have to pay attention to 
or the amount of money that your candidate has on hand, cash on hand. Mark Ronchetti has $1.4 million in his campaign. And he's got the support of uh, Dick Niffing, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, Dick Niffing recently featured an article maybe about a month or month and a half ago where he happened to be at a Walmart, wrong place, wrong time, and sort of giving a, a report. I know Dick from back at St. Charles, and I knew his son, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, Ron Ketty says, New Mexicans are ready, and this is out of the Albuquerque Journal, New Mexicans are ready for the change that our campaign for governor represents, and I'm grateful for their support. Now, he's getting the financial support. Now, no doubt that uh, obviously comes with a, a good, well-built machine established uh, over time by uh, his campaign managers doing a very effective job because they've raised over $2 million, okay? They have 1.4 on hand, which is roughly about a little less than half of what Michelle Lujan Grisham has. Now, if you were to take all the other candidates in the Republican field, okay, and you were to add it to Rebecca's total, Rebecca Dow's total of 153000 it'd still be $100,000 short of where Mark Ronchetti is. That number, in my opinion, is likely going to be reflective, generally, possibly, of the outcome of this particular primary, unless you guys start getting motivated and involved and decide that you want to take out Mark Ronchetti. Now, I think it's important for the Republicans, whomever they choose, our team, to make sure that within the primary, it's over 50% for the candidate. There isn't a runoff. I think if you come out limping and you, you know, edge out and get, you know, a 30, 30, 20 type of, of breakout with all this. Okay. And I don't think sparks are going to fly. There's not going to be a debate. There's not going to be anything that, that, that you're going to really see enough of the exchanges have been done between Mark Ronchetti and Rebecca Dow. And you're going to continue to see that. Okay. I think uh, Rebecca uh, probably in the coming weeks will likely uh, with $153,000 is the only one who can really afford to be on TV right now besides Mark Ronchetti. TV is going to matter. You have Greg Zanetti making a plea on, on the radio to say, hey, we have enough people in the Kiva to go ahead and, and change the election. Okay, that's kind of what, what he's thinking. But we have a poll. We know we're running at a date, and it all seemingly is going to you know, be traded over the next four weeks from this day, and we will know in four weeks, 20, 28 days, and uh, three hours, exactly who is going to be running up against Michelle Lujan Grisham, who has failed on economic policy, who's failed on COVID, and dare I say it, the late-term abortion. As a Catholic, will the media hold her accountable in this Roe v. Wade year? I would also say that it's very likely that Michelle Lujan Grisham is going to lose a lot of her support, a lot of her support. Because even when it comes to the fires and the number of bills that have passed that are not coming to fruition, remember she was bragging that first year, 400 and some odd. And then of course the Energy Transition Act came in with that and you're paying $4 plus at the pump. I mean, it is an embarrassment of wealth of opportunity for the Republicans this year. And this is why Michelle Lujan Grisham is selling her victimization story. I would have thought before the election, you know, this whole, you know, at the beginning of the year that the last person that she'd want to face is Rebecca Dow. I'm not so sure about that. I don't know that she would want to face Greg Zanetti, Rebecca Dow, or Mark Ronchetti at this point. I don't see that as, as somebody that she really, I don't even think it needs to even be personal. 
I think it just needs to be appealed to the voter. Are you better off than you were four years ago? It's the economy, stupid. How much are your gas prices? And why did you decide to get married in a year, in a year, by the way, in which you're running for re-election? Are we not that important or do you have this such in the bag? I think what ends up happening to Michelle Lujan Grisham this year is her support gets eaten away because of her hubris. We saw this in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. We see, we see it every single time in the overconfidence of a number of Democrat uh, uh uh, candidates who are out there. And I think you see this now in your governor. Now she does have the ability to go to the well and find some additional money. And this is what really matters in this gubernatorial year is the amount of money that a candidate can raise. That's more important than these polls that are coming out, which has Mark Ronchetti at 44%, J block at 12. Uh, you have, uh, uh, Greg Zanetti at 10 and as uh, the survey USA and Rebecca Dow at nine. I don't see that as reflective of the race. I see more of the ability to fundraise as I think anybody should, because I don't think this is a good sampling. It comes directly from Albuquerque, New Mexico, which of course, no doubt Mark Ronchetti is going to be mo most well known for that. There's some internal polls that have a different number that is, uh, uh that that's coming out. But now's a time for the Republicans to really start to think about the items that I just laid out for you and how you're going to use that to take her down. Because if you can take down Michelle Lujan Grisham this year, and I think that we will, I know, yes, believe it or not, I think that we will. I think that Michelle Lujan Grisham may lose this election regardless of the amount of money. And I think you see that reflective in Rebecca Dow's support that she's getting. And despite being, you know, outspent, five to one, she's still sort of punching above her weight. Now, what, what, what's going to happen here is we need to, if likely Mark Ronchetti comes out of this race, as I've already, he won our debate uh, based upon his answers. They're well prepared. They have a lot of money, but are we going to get to be able to get all parties, hopefully the, the disastrous um, AG race between Torres and Cologne? We can't have that on our end. Are the Republicans going to start to play nice with each other going forward for the sake of getting Michelle Lujan Grisham? Or are we going to make it all about in the party stuff? Okay, because we got to get people to, to go ahead. It's going to be all hands on deck. Because I can't suffer, and neither can you, suffer through another four years of Michelle Lujan Grisham. The bad investments, the bad policy. I mean, the Energy Transition Act alone should prevent her from getting elected. And then, of course, you throw in this Roe v. Wade, and you want to talk about uh, someone who could literally be a baby killer? You could literally call this woman a complete and total psychopath. Yes, you can do that. And she is going to be going after people personally. There is no doubt about it. That's her brand. That's what she fires. Personal victimization, and she's going to hit people obliquely. And we are ready on issues. Looks like organizationally. Now it's just a matter of, Hey, parting a little, with a little bit more of that money that uh, you may have made in the last couple of years and saying, you know what, I'm going to put my bet. I think we have a chance to take her down. And here's how we're going to go ahead and do it. So I'd love to get your thoughts on all this. Uh, this is all the reports that are coming from um, the uh, governor's race. Uh, Rebecca Dow has raised the next most second. She accepted 153,000 new contributions uh, that, that were coming in among Dow's largest donors were people or companies involved in ranching and oil and gas. What do you think funds the state? 
are those oil and gas people, are they going to continue? Are they, they, I agree. Both uh, attorney general candidates are garbage. I agree, but I, I don't care about that because, you know, we're going to have to go ahead and help uh, Jeremy Dow beat. We're going to have to help Jeremy Dow beat uh, uh, the attorney general candidates who are well-funded, but they're splitting each other up. They shouldn't be this overconfident. Uh, you know, the, the guy that's coming from Gallup, New Mexico, who's an attorney, father of five, a good man, I had a chance to visit with him as outset, probably has the best media behind him right now. And you got to watch these commercials. They're very good. And we're going to get them out. In fact, uh, Dowd, if you would, uh, we'd like to share those as part of the blast. Uh, and I think you can find them at Public. They're the very same group of people who helped me put my commercials uh, together. Okay. Uh, Greg's and I reported 51,000 in contributions. J Block, 40,000. Um, and based upon the cash on hand, only three people would have made my debate, uh, which uh, is now, since the three candidates couldn't come to an agreement on, an, on the day, Ron Ketty, Dow, and um, Zanetti, only three would have qualified because at $100,000 minimum that you had to have uh, as of this day. So only Greg Zanetti would have qualified, Mark Ron Ketty, and Rebecca Dow. Uh, libertarian candidates, I don't know why she's being written up here. Karen Bedoni, $7,000. Ethel Maharj uh, raised $6,000. So... Uh, there you go. Political committee backed by lawyers poured 88,000 to campaigns this period, uh, uh, delivering a number of contributions to Democrats in contested primaries. That was written about in the Albuquerque Journal yesterday. So we've got some issues. We need to isolate what those issues are, where we can win, how we can win, and how we can inevitably come together. In the meantime, we've got 28 days of sparring and uh, you know improving and iron sharpening iron here because more than anything else, and I think I speak for the rest of the party. Regardless of the outcome of the primary, all we want is Michelle Lujan Grisham out of office come November. And there is a very, very good chance of that in spite of the amount of money. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Uh, when we return, I believe, yeah, well, you know, I'm going to bring Elisa Martinez in. And uh, I'm going to reach out to her right now, see if she'll either come in the next segment or the following one. We do have a follow-up, a quick follow-up on the, the Albuquerque Police Department identifying the suspects in the shooting. It's a sad, sad story, um, but uh, the man had no criminal record. This was totally and completely uh, uh, not preventable. This is something that they couldn't have seen coming, despite the, uh, the restraining order and the tragedy that befell us uh, here in Albuquerque on Mother's Day uh, is marked. Uh, Mother's Day will forever be marked uh, by the uh, murder-suicide of three people uh, on Albuquerque's west side in in front of uh, Party City. Back in four. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on AM 1600 KIVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. A little blondie taking us out. Back in four. Thanks for listening. And when his daddy would visit, he'd come along When they gather around and started talking That's when Billy would take me walking Out through the backyard we go walking Then he'd look into my eyes Lord knows to my surprise The only one who could ever reach me Was the son of a preacher man The only boy who 
All right, Dusty Springfield making uh, her big debut, 64 on this day, and a happy birthday to Bono. Got to kick up some uh, U2 uh, as well. Uh, a lot of stuff coming in. All right, um, let's see. All right, uh, some text coming in. I think it's all BS. You can say that on the radio. You just can't use the F word. It's all a bunch of BS. They're so full of themselves. Drooling brown, yuck. I can smell it from stars away. Real BS. That governor MLG is a B, is a hippie. Okay, maybe you can have that. Uh, let's see. Elon Musk, can you buy WHO from Bill Gates and make it about health? <laughs> Like it, like uh, it. AG's both garbage. Brian Cologne and uh, well, according to the uh, Raul Torres. I mean, come on, how 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 bad has crime gotten here in the city of Albuquerque? All right, there, there are people holding signs and flags across the academy. One side read "Awake, not woke." Okay, like that. Um, let's see. I I don't know. Someone sent something else in. The harbingers of things to come. Thursday, May 12th only. Jonathan Kahn reveals the mystery that will determine America's future. Uh, I've actually read the uh, harbinger uh, some some years ago. Did you say Friday that MLG has a pentagram tattoo? No, that is not what I said. Uh, It was a woman uh, who was protesting the Roe v. Wade stuff. And uh, she was completely naked. She had uh, the picture right out of the pentagram. Uh, that she was holding so uh, there it is uh satan is alive and real and right here in the state of new mexico but i was very surprised by the albuquerque journal and uh, what they were doing which is on two different things one they have a story on the abortion death cost the university of new mexico clinic 1.26 million before we get to that uh, story with elisa martinez who's a candidate i believe in district hopefully i'm getting this right 20 she's she'll tell us uh, 27 i believe is what it is but uh you, you got to get out there and and hope Elisa, she's a good person. All right, anti-abortion office fire probe. What? Look at this. That's two stories in the Albuquerque Journal that are featuring 27. Okay, thank you. See, I knew I got it right. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin, police asked for the public's help Monday in tracking down those who vandalized and threw two Molotov cocktails into the office of Wisconsin anti-abortion lobbying group's office that was damaged by fire. I mean, those... Those pro-abortion people, not only are they violent against babies, they're violent against everybody. They can't stop. No one has been arrested and there are no suspects. And cut. They won't find them. There isn't going to be anybody that, that's who there. I think after every uh, anti-abortion clinic, I just, that's why I have cameras everywhere here. I mean, we sort of, uh, you know, uh, we'll work in that way. All right. Uh, we're going to be we're joined right now by Elisa Martinez, candidate for House District Number 27. She's in the uh, primary and uh, she's not here uh, right now to promote that uh, right off the bat. She's been working on this for quite a while. You might remember her as a U.S. Senate candidate, uh, did quite well in that. She won the uh, primary within the party and then uh, and then uh, wasn't able to make it through all the rest of the way. But she just keeps fighting, and she's fighting once again. And then she's fought for this for a long time, and she can actually speak about this, about Keisha Atkins. Lisa Martinez, welcome to the Kiva. How are you? Hi, Eddie. I'm doing really good. Um, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Well, I saw this and you're the first person I thought about because uh, you were the one who re- uh, who originally told me about this. And it's been something that you've been working uh, on, I believe, for years uh, since back in 2017. Give us the background. Tell us about the uh, victory here and, um, you know, the timing of all this uh, being uh, there as well as the journal picking it up. I mean, this is now mainstream front page news. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a it's a victory for those this family that was seeking justice in terms of the death of not only Keisha, 
who is a healthy 23-year-old young woman, Albuquerque resident. She worked, I believe, at the Applebee's um, uh, for Lomas. And, uh, you know, just a, a very healthy, vibrant young woman who unfortunately uh, is no longer here. She was six months pregnant and sought uh, an elective abortion uh, at the University of New Mexico Center for Reproductive Health, which is also a late-term abortion clinic. Um, they transferred or, I'm sorry, referred her, transferred her medical records over to uh, Southwestern Women's Options, which will do abortions uh, basically up, up, up to birth. Uh, eight months, and then on case by case thereafter, uh, and um, three days, I believe, into her abortion. These are three to seven day abortion procedures where women are being induced to give labor, and they're being checked in and out of this clinic, uh, left to their own devices. They're told to call the clinic, not 911, when there's a medical emergency, which is what she did in the middle of the night. She returned back to the clinic um, and is experiencing the beginning stages of sepsis, um, and that's ultimately what she uh, uh, died from, uh, is, is that infection overwhelming her body. Uh, and, and what's sad, Eddie, is that uh, all of the parties involved, so then her case goes to the UNM medical investigator months later. The medical investigator deems that this is a death due to pregnancy not due to the abortion. And so this is the one case that we know of, and, and I would challenge the journal um, because the article presents that there's only one, I think, at 100,000 deaths right. per, per the abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, however, my organization, the New Mexico Alliance for Life, hasn't covered at least 50 uh, medical emergencies from this same uh, clinic that are returning back to UNM. So UNM knows that these women are being injured they knew about the death of Keisha, but they continue to uh, were continuing to refer them over to the clinic, knowingly that um, some of them would be ending up in the ER room. And and with Keisha, in her case, she ended up dying because of a lack of of medical care in a timely manner. Yeah, this is uh, sad, but it's not the only case. And we know that on uh, Tuesdays uh, is generally the day when uh, we have the travel abortions that come in from out of state. Uh, New Mexico is sought out like that. And uh, this was happened. This one happened to be locally. There was some interesting uh, points in the article, uh, things that I was completely unaware of. And I'd love for you to educate our audience on this, uh, Elisa. And that is the fact that the University of New Mexico performs abortions up until 22 weeks. And after that, they refer them out to this doctor who uh, owns a building, has that uh, his abortion clinic set up right there in the center of town across the street from Embassy Suites. Uh, tell me about the 22 weeks and this uh, this doctor and his history. Well, sure. So back in 2015, when I started and launched this investigation into the connection between the University of New Mexico Hospital, um, HSC, Health Science Center, and this late-term abortion clinic, when they were had an agreement um, that the UNM was receiving the aborted infant body parts, from this clinic, and they were not being charged. Do they make uh, money, so, by the way? Are they, we, we, we're constantly talking about this, but do they make money off of the sale of aborted body parts? So, and I know this may sound graphic, but if people do their own research, and I always encourage them to do that, I mean, they're, they're, they were, at one point, this market was going for $800 for a, a an infant's head. The UNM clinic, we found, I'm sorry, the UNM University of New Mexico Health Science Center was doing research using these aborted baby parts. Um, one of the research, they had a summer camp 
Um, many people might remember this back in 2016, uh, a summer camp where they were dissecting a baby's brain that was requested from the clinic at 28 weeks. Um, and so due to the investigation, we worked with co the Congressional Select Panel on Infant Lives. They issued two criminal referrals for all of the activities, illicit activities, um, because the law um, protects. Here's the problem. Women are going into these clinics. They're being told, okay, uh, it's just a clump of cells. Uh, it's just a tissue, you know, tissue, uh, whatever, um, the fetus whatever term they use to dehumanize those babies. But then on the back end, there's an entire market that exists um, for the harvesting of the parts. And so these women, if they're not being explained and being consented to this whole process, um, you know, they feel um, that they are being coerced into the abortion so that on the back end, these parts can be harvested. Um, and so it's this whole mess that we, we kind of uncovered. And since then, UNM has claimed to disband or pause that whole harvesting operation does curtis boyd make money off of this and how is he paid is this covered under insurance uh by certain companies i know elon musk's company uh, uh despite the fact that conservatives are championing him uh actually uh subsidizes and uh, helps women who want to go ahead and seek out an abortion so so here's what's what's even more compelling, and this is what listeners out there need to be aware of, and New Mexicans across the state, is that you do have a say in this matter. It's not just between a woman and her doctor, because you, taxpayers of New Mexico, are being forced to fund elective abortions across the state. And the latest year that we documented this, and I probably need to do a follow-up investigation, um, and we have to do open records requests and after records requests, and sometimes they want to give over those records or not, as you know, Eddie. Uh, but the last time we looked into this, probably in the last couple years, uh, is over a million dollars taxpayers were funding and paying Boyd and his uh, abortion doctors there uh, for for uh, the abortions that, um, that they're referring through our state-funded Medicaid program. When we uh, discuss the late-term abortion capital of the world, we're almost single-handedly specifically talking about Dr. Curtis Boyd and his elective surgery where people are traveling in from Texas and Oklahoma and various other places. And you can see the cars that are parked out there. Uh, I have received so many pictures of people you know, who are there, uh, and uh, they're always out of state, uh, generally speaking. Um, but, you know, when it comes to Dr. Curtis Boyd, he is the one who is in charge of these late-term abortions, is he not? Yeah, by and large, he is. But here's the thing. So, uh, again, as you said, UNM does them up to 22 weeks. That's five months. Mm -hmm. These are viable babies. If they, if they're, if labor is induced and the baby isn't intentionally killed, there is a high chance that those babies can survive. The point of viability now is around 20, 21 weeks. Um, so these are, these are, uh, that's at UNM, uh, UNM Health Science Center. Then at the UNM hospital, they do later term abortions. And if the procedure is called induction abortion, it's where they induce labor at any time that baby can come out alive. They do use certain drugs, either digoxin digoxin or potassium chloride to to for the baby to, to induce a heart attack. But in the meantime, they're also dilating the cervix. The babies can come out sometimes alive. And that's where we have the incidence of infants born alive. Here in New Mexico, my organization uh, drafted legislation to try to address that aspect of the issue to say, can, can these poor babies that are fighting for their lives in an abortion clinic, can, can we at least give them a blanket and some more milk? Um, and that measure was voted down. Uh, in the Democrat committee, uh, I think back in 2017, I believe. 
Uh, so, so that's the state of affairs here in New Mexico. And for the record, Eddie, just so folks know, according to ACOG, according to the research and studies that have been done, these later term abortions are not just for women's health. No, not for the life and health of the mother. 90 to 95, 98% of them are being done for elective purposes, as was Keisha's. Let's discuss this. Uh, we're speaking with Lisa Martinez, uh, House District 27. She's running in the uh, primary there, looking for your vote. And uh, early voting started today. You, uh, your heart must have skipped a beat. You got to be a little bit excited about being involved in this race, particularly with, uh, you know, I think a good uh, omen is, is this victory that we see here on the front page and then the other uh, stuff about these uh, uh, anti-abortion clinics getting attacked. And you've been on the front lines of that. And uh, this could be one of those uh, formative years where we start to push back and I think your candidacy would go some way towards pushing back, given uh, we're going into this uh, states right now. Roe v. Wade, and you saw it's uh, going from 6-3 to 5-4. Hard to believe that they already wrote an opinion, but, you know, the bullying that's going on in Washington, D.C. Uh, what's going through your mind? How, how do you think you can have an impact legislatively, um, you know, using the bully pulpit, uh, if you will, from the uh, Santa Fe chambers representing uh, your people in the near Northeast Heights District? Uh, I imagine that there's probably some strategic viewpoints that you're probably uh, thinking on in your in, in your head as you uh, uh, possibly get up to uh, Santa Fe. What's what's going on in your mind? What do, what do you think you can do on on this front? Well, first and foremost, Eddie, what I've always done, and that's continue to advocate on behalf of not just those unborn babies, but the mothers, the women that are being deceived, they're being uh, either lied to, they're being coerced. Many uh, are, are being, um, this is not their choice, and not one side of the issue um, speaks on behalf of women. Uh, so, you know, I have a lot of female colleagues that are just as concerned, and we want to see common sense measures introduced in the legislature here in New Mexico to address those concerns which include, uh, you know, let's require these, you know, these doctors to operate according to the standard of care. Currently, because Keisha and any other woman that's seeking this type of procedure, they're being checked in and out. The standard of care requires uh, those types of abortions to be done in a hospital or hospital-like setting. But I believe we need to have some kind of limit, um, term limit on those abortions, which most New Mexicans, most people can agree upon, even pro-choice individuals want to see limits. 70% of Americans want abortions limited to the first trimester. We've introduced legislation to have a 20-week or five-month ban here in New Mexico because I think these late-term abortions, uh, you know, very few people can agree with these elective late-term abortions. New Mexico should not be the late-term capital. I mean, we have people of faith. We have you know, Catholics, Democrats, yeah, Hispanics. Exactly. You know, they're all conservative. They all can't stand uh, this distinction of our state. And yeah, so let's talk about that for a sec. That's important. I mean, uh, you are Catholic, right? Okay, so you're Catholic, and uh, this is, you know, obviously right there. But yet we, you know, yesterday I was on a different issue. I was reading, a, you know, National Coming Out Day that was actually put out on a letter, and I don't want to get into the, the weeds on that. But there are various there are various things that are taught within the Catholic religion, or or agree to, or just silently like sort of look the other way. I mean, I myself am a Knight of Columbus, but we look at this stuff and we say to ourselves, "How did New Mexico get the, itself to this point?" Where we are, we've become the worst uh, of the worst as a Catholic, as someone who is running on the, you know, the conservative side of things uh, here in, in Albuquerque, this or in the state as well, because you ran for Senate. Uh, this is one of those things that just has your head scratching. So how do these people rationalize uh, voting for the Democrat Party 
and uh, being Catholics. And uh, I, I know that the two have become mutually exclusive throughout the years because of the, the election of John F. Kennedy back in the 60s, which are still holding over us. Right. So, and I, that's an excellent point. And, you know, I think, you know, I come from a very Democrat area of the of the state, Gallup, McKinley County is like 85% Democrat. My parents are registered Democrats most of their lives, but um, it's not your parents' Democrat party. It's not your grandparents' Democrat party. These folks want to see abortion on demand throughout all nine months. In fact, Chuck Schumer is getting ready to introduce federal legislation um, this week. So folks need to call, uh, you know, Senator Heinrich and Ben Ray Lujan, um, at least let your voices be heard. And we have to be a part of this process. We have to push back, as you say, we have to stand up and, uh, you know, and, and, and we're not asking, we're asking for common sense protections. If, if you care about women's rights, you care about women's health. This is not women's health. Mm. Allowing women to give labor in a, a dirty hotel room or an apartment on their own, um, being instructed to, to, to deliver into a toilet. This is what's happening uh, here in Albuquerque uh, with these these unregulated, unsafe abortions. So these are the concerns that every New Mexican should have if they truly believe, uh, you know, in, in women's health um, and women's safety. Um, the same thing with our children and our young girls. A 12-year-old right now can go and obtain an abortion, have an adult male could take her there, and the parents would never be notified. So that's another area where you know parents' rights have to be restored. This is another bill that that um, I, I've uh, helped spearhead in Santa Fe, uh, and uh, and the forced taxpayer funding. You know, taxpayers are being forced to fund uh, elective abortions through our in-state Medicaid. So those are some of the issues that we need to tackle uh, moving forward. And I think that there, you know, we have a plurality of support. Uh, with That's that. good to hear. And you've got the stats, you know, the numbers. And uh, when she says plurality, I mean, it's a majority uh, that's out there. And uh, Elise, I think uh, you must be surprised that Michelle Lujan Grisham, uh, I'm sure she didn't have her previous marriage and all, but she's been the driver behind this. All this got done under her watch during this time. That should impact elections, I think, positively for us, uh, you know, motivating our base uh, to come out, uh, I would think. Absolutely. And I think the fact that, again, this isn't women's health. Women are being injured. They're being sent to the emergency room. And at least one woman has died as a result of unsafe and unregulated abortions in New Mexico. And that needs to end. And we need to hold people accountable like Michelle Lujan Grisham and the entire radical left lobby. And I'm sure, Eddie, you have heard from other Democrats, moderate and conservative Democrats. They are also fed up. They are tired of the far left wing of the Democrat Party in New Mexico, keeping us behind, keeping us in last place, not just with this abortion issue, but also economically, also the lack of opportunity, dependency on government, the crime. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the record breaking crime uh, and and all the other concerns like our 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 state is is dying a slow death. And I do believe that this is the year that we're going to take back um, hopefully a number of seats in the House and definitely take back the governor's mansion. Who's uh, currently uh, in uh, House District 27? It's currently held by uh, a woman. Uh, her name is Marion Matthews. She's a retired UNM law professor. So, uh, and she's been a rubber stamp for the governor. And uh, definitely, even even we introduced a bill uh, to address you know babies that are literally being thrown in the trash, uh, like the one in Hobbs in in Española. Mm, yep. And uh, my Democrat opponent, Marion Matthews, voted against the safe haven Dropbox bill, um, wow. you know, to install those in, in firehouses and hospitals. Yeah. Uh, we've spent a, an inordinate amount of money uh, in our government, uh, you know, Netflix, uh, Virgin Galactic, there's uh, issues like that, but 
you know, as your district goes uh, in representing that district, what do you see as the top three issues, you know, for for the legislature? Obviously, crime uh, has to be in one of those. But uh, what do you plan on doing? What do you what are you talking to voters about uh, to get them excited about uh, your primary uh, race? Well, again, you were tired. I'm tired of last place. We're last and everything good first and everything bad. I think a lot of the problems that we face uh, hinge upon the crime, education, and the economy. We have uh, business cycling policies that New Mexico continues to get overlooked. We lose out to competition from all of our neighboring states. We have as much natural resources as Arizona, but we lag in last Mm-hmm. So the more that we can um, address those economic challenges, again, the GRT is a, a business penalizing tax mm-hmm. um, in business to business that needs to go. Uh, and we can replace those lost revenues. And when business starts coming in and setting up shop here, and I'm a big proponent of uh, business friendly policies that come from, you know, a huge family of business owners. I'm a business owner I have brothers and sisters. We all own businesses here in town. And it's important that we unleash New Mexico's potential so that we can have upward mobility for all New Mexicans, um, better opportunities, uh, and then also better schooling. Our school uh, mm. schools rank last as well. Yep, yep. So the yeah, so the education problem, I think having some standards and requirements, I did, you know, support the governor's, uh, some of the measures that, you know, we can't be passing kids that aren't equipped to go on to the next grade that doesn't do them uh, a service, but also school choice and money following the student. I think that parents should have the right to choose where they send their child to school if okay. they're being forced school to School choice, uh, that's, a, that's big. You saw the stats coming out of Santa Fe. The actual citizens of Santa Fe, they themselves also want school choice because the uh, performance is so bad. 54% of, of kids uh, graduating a couple of years ago, three kids uh, lost their life because of the violence. Education, we ranked 50, 50th. Uh, 80% uh, fourth gr- uh, graders not proficient in reading. That's ridiculous, four out of five. High school students not graduating on time, 37%. I mean, those are numbers that have to change. How can people get behind you? I know you have raised and hit your goals as far as uh, uh, your fundraising, but you were in a contentious primary. Uh, tell me about uh, where people can find your candidacy. Sure. So it's Elisa, E-L-I-S-A, Martinez, or F-O-R-N-M.com. You can go to my website, learn more about the issues, um, and also my record of fighting for our state, not just on a life issue, Eddie, but uh, for a better New Mexico and for, you know, for us to just leave this last place distinction, we have to be willing to stand up and demand change. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing to me that um, the second in charge in the House, our majority leader, uh, is now being charged with 28 counts of, of racketeering and stealing from uh, the Albuquerque public school system. Mm-hmm. So we, we, you know, we need to have accountability and transparency. That, of course, is uh, Cheryl Williams. She had been doing it for years, and I know many of the people around her were well aware of that. Uh, congratulations on the victory uh, and the connections and getting behind. I think this is important. There's way more than just Keisha Atkins. Um, our condolences uh, to the uh, family of Keisha Atkins. But uh, that's why we brought you on here originally was to talk about this, because I know that this has uh, been a long time coming. And uh, I'm just uh, happy to see that the media is actually reporting on it. Surprise, surprise. Who knows what can actually happen? Elisa, best of luck to you. Thanks so much, Eddie. Take care. All right. Good stuff. Uh, 550-50-500. When we return, I'm going to give you an update on the uh, you know, what happened there on the uh, west side. If you uh, hadn't caught up, you likely have. But, you know, I think it's important uh, that we you know talk about uh, what happened in front of Party City on Mother's Day. And we'll just do a quick wrap on that details hour two just for you. Uh, up next uh, as well, we'll take a quick four-minute uh, break, and then I'll read your text and get reactions 
as well. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Back in four here on AM600KIBABQ.FM. Rockoftalk.com. Oh, I love this. I love the little bit of cranberries. Dolores O'Riordan. We lost her a few years ago. Back and forth. Thanks for listening. He won't respond. They always, they always respond with uh, something that ends in, you know, IE or Y. Uh, you know, sort of like me. I only respond to that, but I don't respond to IE. Uh, appreciate the interview there with uh, Elisa Martinez. Uh, brought her in to specifically talk about uh, that. And uh, Party City Killer is a POS coward. One-way ticket to hell. Absolutely. Uh, you saw the picture of him. It was very creepy. Um, you know, the Albuquerque Journal did a good job of What's what's going on with the Albuquerque Journal? All of a sudden, they're getting a few things right. There, there it is. Actual it's, journalism. Actual, yeah, for <laughs> once, right? It's just like, yeah, there it is. Bradley Wallen. Uh, yeah, I guess he was a manager. Uh, they even published his employers, which that's going to hurt their business. Um, so uh, he shot, killed his uh, the daughter and her cousin before killing himself at Party City. Alexia Rael and Mario Salgado Rosales, uh, 16, both died at the scene. Ray Del Greco of the Albuquerque Police Department said homicide detectives had learned that Ryle's mother and Wallen had been in a long-time relationship, at least going back to 2016, according to, to Facebook, but ended after Ryle reported that he had sexually abused her. Okay. Now, there's no reason for me to believe that, and I imagine that uh, the humiliation was probably so so great that, you know, uh, he somehow rationalized that he needed to, to to do something about it unbelievably. I mean, how, how do you even go to that level of violence? That's, in, that's insane. So um, basically, they saw a man pull a, a, you know, shoot himself. 12.30 p.m. at Party uh, City. Neither Rael nor Salgado Rosola's mothers could be reached by the journal. Obviously, they're grieving uh, very sudden. Uh, according to all the friends, she was very positive. There was never a situation she couldn't turn into a positive one. Wallen was the branch manager at First Financial Credit Union, according to his LinkedIn profile. Uh, he does not, like, li- listen to what they're doing here. I mean, the journal's actually getting out some deep. This is what, this is good. I haven't seen this in a long time. No, Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office has not released the report. It's unclear how long Wallen and Riles Martin had been together or when the couple broke. We need more of this. More of this. This is real. This is, that by itself is worth picking up the paper for because people did want to know what's going to go on. So we hit the top of the hour news. I'll start with your text and we're going to read the list of the Jeffrey Epstein people who are going after Ghislaine Maxwell. And it's going to surprise you. We'll do that when we return. Thanks everybody for listening right here in the Kiva. 62 years young, Bono, Paul Houston. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News. 
let the president tweet. That's the message from Tesla chief executive Elon Musk on Tuesday. Musk is buying the social media platform and said he would allow former President Donald Trump to return to the social media site. In addition, Musk said the permanent bans of Twitter accounts should be rare and reserved for accounts that are scams or automated bots. Stocks turned mixed on Wall Street in afternoon trading on Tuesday. This came after a rally in technology companies helped reverse most of an early slide in the market a day after a broad sell-off. The S&P 500 rose 0.5% after having been down as much as 0.8% in early trading. Big tech helped counter losses elsewhere in the market. The yield on the 10-year Treasury fell to 2.99%. You're listening to USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. Have you heard? The United States Mint has issued the Morgan Silver Dollar for the first time in 100 years. Not only that, but they are also minted in 99.9% pure silver for the first time ever in history. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone that knows the enduring popularity of Morgans. But you must hurry. Only 175,000 legal tender silver dollars were issued. These Morgan Silver Dollars are brand new, bright and shiny legal tender coins minted by the iconic Philadelphia Mint. Just call one 888-7630 and you are guaranteed a new 99.9% pure silver Morgan dollar. The first time in history this has happened. But with limited quantities, you must call now to order. To learn more, call 1-800-888-7630. If you order now, you will receive a free collector bonus, a $25 value free with every order. Call 1-800-888-7630 now to secure your new Morgan silver dollars before they are gone. That's 1-800-888-7630. The U.S. Senate has passed a bill to boost security for Supreme Court justices. The Senate unanimously passed a bill that would extend protections to immediate family members of the Supreme Court. The bill was introduced by Texas Republican John Cornyn and Connecticut Democrat Chris Coons days after Politico published a leaked draft decision written by Justice Samuel Alito that would strike down Roe v. Wade. That prompted immediate protests outside of the Supreme Court and plans for protests outside of the homes of the conservative justices. The bill would give around-the-clock security to family members in line with what some executive and congressional officials receive. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns in New York. Video captured abortion rights protesters disrupting a Catholic mass in Los Angeles on Sunday. According to the video, parish members did not put up with it. Protests like this have popped up at churches across the country. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alarouche. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. podcast i present my top most outrageous salacious and controversial stories of the week i break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives libertarians patriots taxpayers trumpers and deplorables anyone who appreciates god guns gold and tax cuts will stand up and cheer war raw check out this week's war raw podcast right now it's available to download at itunes spotify iheart or wherever you listen to podcasts war raw war raw A newly signed law in Florida requires schools to teach about the evils of communist regimes. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill Monday that requires public high schools to observe victims of Communism Day. DeSantis saying the bill will help make sure young people learn about the evils of communism, the dictators that have led communist regimes, and the hundreds of millions of individuals who suffered and continue to suffer under the weight of this discredited ideology. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. 
New information shows the Alabama murder suspect and jailer who evaded authorities for more than a week were heavily armed and prepared for a shootout if captured. Vanderburg County Sheriff Dave Wedding said they were carrying four handguns and an AR-15 rifle along with $29,000 in cash. He said convict Casey White showed no remorse over the death of jail official Vicki White, who was found mortally wounded with a gun in her hand. A coroner will determine if Vicki White shot herself. Testing for COVID-19 has plummeted globally. Scientists say that makes it difficult to track the spread of viral mutations. Experts say testing has dropped by more than 70% worldwide from the first to the second quarter of this year. In the U.S., a shift toward home testing has also obscured efforts to track the virus. For you. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, on the M1500K, on the ABQ.fm, rockoftalk.com. Now we're two coming at you in the ABQ. Let me do that again, 505 in the 505. Uh, Eric had my mic off, so uh, we're going through some training. We're, we're doing okay. Eric's doing fine. He's he's slugging it out. He's hanging in there, and that's, uh, that's what's good. Don't quit. Don't ever quit. Don't ever give up. He's a little... Frog that's choking the uh, whatever's eating the frog, right? Or the, I, I get I forget what that is. Um, uh, don't forget Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. You can uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. So if you want to download the show without any notes, if you need the notes, which you do, uh, you want to go ahead and subscribe directly at rockoftalk.chat. Plus, get all the great write ups. Another one coming uh, for Hump Day tomorrow. And then uh, we're going to start publishing. By the way, the reason why I didn't get on at seven o'clock is because I had to run over to the uh, radio site and I got the tower up and running and guess what uh, folks we are all good to go you get the full Kiva the full Kiva uh, that is happening right now so it's very exciting uh, where everything is working splendidly so I, I love that and uh, with all of our great programming and all the rest of the things uh, that we have so very excited about that uh, don't forget you can download our apps the one of a kind 65 great radio stations to serve you at rock excuse me rockoftalk.com and how about our 24 7 tv station at uh, rockoftalk.tv uh, uh, d-doubt musk uh, sort of in the background you can hear him he's stroking his way uh, getting caught up getting so, caught up sir yeah how, how are you doing there buddy you, doing uh, right? you know I, I was only made it back 10 minutes before the show because of a mm. uh, not my fault let's just leave it at that uh Kind of looking at the cross tabs, the the disaggregation on this this polling data. Some um, Mark Ronchetti, yeah. you know, you can hate you can hate Mark Ronchetti or you can love Mark Ronchetti. You you can't argue with success. Uh, yep. w- what strikes me uh, looking at the disaggregation is on the ideology for the the Republicans who consider themselves very conservative. Mark has forty seven percent of that vote. And yep. for the Republicans who consider themselves and, and, you know, blows everybody else out of the water. And for those who Republicans planning to vote who consider themselves moderate and reasonable, he's got 35 percent of them blowing everybody else out of the water. Uh, it's rare for a candidate to dominate so much with the squishes and the true believers. Uh, and the other angle of this is I'm always fascinated <laughs> by the gender breakdown and, you know, the gender gap and all of that. And so many uh, <clears throat> women. uh Candidates of various stripes say that, uh, you know, misogyny is the reason they're not successful. Uh, Rebecca Dow, uh, among female GOPers planning to vote, she has only 7% of the female vote on the GOP side and 48% 
of GOP women are they kind of like Mark Ron Cutie. Um, interesting statistics, Eddie. Uh, you can love him or hate him, but Ron Cutie's a bit of a steamroller here. And uh, folks, if all you care about is beating MLG, uh, you know, I'm more of a policy guy, not a politics guy. I think, Eddie, you know, maybe you, you might not agree with this. You'd be kind of crazy to not back Mark Ronchetti because I think he's your most realistic chance of of booting that tiny tyrant out of the fourth floor. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't – it's not about an agreement or disagreement. I think what we all agree on is that that woman needs to be out, and uh, we're trying to find the best way to, to get there. One of the good things about Mark is that he is malleable. Uh, and is shifty uh, on this, and I mean that in a positive way, in that uh, this would be the first office that he would ever hold. Um, you know, we sort of had the same, if you wanted to make the Trump argument, the first office that Trump ever held was the one for president, you know, and it matters about the organization that you have behind him. Now, I'm not trying to assimilate Mark Ronchetti in any ways with his qualitative approach, because, you know, of course, uh, Trump has a, uh, a distinguished private sector career, uh, as much as they tried to, you know, lambast him for his bankruptcies and various other things. But that proved to be probably one of the best things about uh, Donald Trump. So I think there's some strengths through all of this. I think the Republicans, um, when they're answering this, they just want to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can make all of the points that you want about, you know, Ron Ketty's a rhino or Ron Ketty is this. Like, right now, we just want to win. That's what's important. I mean, Jay Block, I mean, it pretty much has done every single thing wrong you can do in a campaign as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, burning bridges, scorched earth, attacking uh, various competitors and the whole entire thing. I mean, this is just what he has he's done. I mean, he's, he's trying to run as a talk radio host within the party and doing his best imitations of Trump, which I think is a terrible thing to do because as a politician, you have to represent everybody. And, you know, I'm not particularly fond of uh, the, the usage, uh, the word choice usage. You might remember me hitting Manny Gonzalez by just staring at him by like, I can't believe you're bringing things, these things up because we're actually trying to work on the problems of that. And one of the things that Jay did get right is like, hey, I've never lost. I've never lost. I've never lost. And uh, we just need to win. And I think that is an important thing because it doesn't matter. <laughs> So the victor is to go all the spoils, and we do need to win. And he's got the best organization behind him in in, in uh, Jay McCluskey, and uh, they've raised a significant amount of money. You can't argue with any of this stuff. You you really can't. The argument's been made, um, and uh, that's maybe why we don't have a debate either. What are we going to debate? So you know, <laughs> uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky, Eddie has a wonderful line that I've been using more and more. Reality on reality's terms, not Mm -hmm. your terms. (laughs) And I think you just described reality on reality's terms. Well, I think the other important thing to uh, discuss here um, that's very important is the debate is out there against Michelle Lujan Grisham. So I haven't seen the commercials, but, you know, if any of the candidates are just completely just going negative on anybody else. And from what I'm hearing, you know, I, I, I listen more to people, what they say. My parents are not big fans of Mark Ronchetti, okay? They aren't. And the reason why is because she's con- he's continually attacking Rebecca Dow. However, my parents don't know Rebecca Dow except through Mark Ronchetti's, um, you know, uh, I guess commercials that are running. I still have yet to watch one. I still have yet to see one. I don't watch TV. I haven't seen anything that, that's coming out. What I will say about that is looking at, you know, older folks who just, you know, they just don't like it. Like I could, I have to be a different person in the radio station than I would be if I'm running for office. Does that make sense? Right. Oh yeah, of course. And they don't like that. They don't like the fact that there's, you know, attacks on, on attacks. And so I think that the fact that the bloodshed is, is now going to be limited given the uh, polling that's coming out, what we're saying, you know, we're going to talk to Rebecca, I know tomorrow, 
Um, I still uh, am waiting to talk to Mark Ronchetti, but I don't know that I need to speak to Mark Ronchetti right now, given where he's at. I mean, he's best uh, doing what he's doing with the way that he is doing, you know? Uh, if this is a strategy that's working, you know, Jay has uh, proven the product and how to deliver it uh, time and time again. So, you know, uh, again, this is less about, I think, the candidates and more about the party. What does the party actually want to do to win? Are they going to continue to point fingers? And like, like, how well did that serve you during, during the mayoral race when you just decided to go ahead and attack me the entire time instead of getting behind a Republican? Like, I'm on the other side. I'm like the anti-Ronchetti in the sense that, you know, I'm not going to get any, I didn't get any of the love, right, from the Republican Party, period. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, it was just a few months Hard ago. to forget. <laughs> yeah, hard to forget So when you saw all that. And you saw what that did. Is that helping your city? So why don't you learn the Eddie Aragon lesson here and decide to get behind the Republican candidate, no matter who it is. I have certainly have seen that. And that's what we're going to do, okay? That's what we're going to do. If you want to win and you want to, you, you don't want to, because I'm, I'm tired of, of the nagging and the complaining and all that. And I see, I'm so excited about what the journal's doing and the Roe v. Wade stuff. And, you know, you have one senator who had a stroke and you have to write his, you know, little uh, uh, story and Michelle Lujan Grisham's little marriage story. It's like, I'm sick of it. I don't care about these people as far as their personal lives, but they want to make their lives, they want their public, their private lives to become personal or they want them to become their private lives become public, then as far as I'm concerned, it's on, it's on, baby. And that's why I hit those people yesterday the way that I did, both Ben Ray Lujan as well as Michelle Lujan Grisham because now it's all fair game. We have built exactly zero relationship with our politicians. All they've done is condescend us, talk down to us, you know, all the, for all the cheerleading and the marching and, oh, she's great in person and the dancing that she's done with, with the, the gangsters out in the South Valley and all these things that she has done. Her comeuppance is coming this year. I can, I can feel it. And I think the journal sees that as well, which is why they're suddenly starting to change their tone. Right. I think I think uh, Joe Monahan is, is hoping, you know, that, uh, you know, Jim McCluskey doesn't get through this, this primary. I don't know that that I, I don't know that his wishful thinking is, isn't going to work because we're seeing the first poll, polls that are coming out. The most capable person, in my opinion, who, who, sh who should be who could be governor is Greg Zanetti. You know, there, I've made no made no bones about that. But you got to be elected. <laughs> you got to win the race. That's just the way that it is, you know. And, and, and Greg knows I love him, you know. I mean, he knows how I, I care about the man. He is a good man, okay? But he's also a very nice person. And what do we know about nice people, okay? He's got to wait for all the things to sort of line up the right way. And who knows, maybe he punches through. And I think there's a – but I, I'm telling you, politics is a rough business. And, and I, ha I hate to say it, nobody has actually played it rougher than I have. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we can mix it up with the best of them. And you've got to be willing, I hate to say it, you've got to be willing to do some of the worst things in order to win. You absolutely have to have that behind you. Yet at the same time, maintain this congenial level where you're likable and people want you. To, like, you can't fight for anybody unless you're willing to fight for yourself. Does that make sense? I mean, you, you, you've seen that. I mean, if I get attacked, I'll figure out a different way to attack you and still look good to do that. We were able to go ahead and maintain that all the way through. I mean, even to the point I was dealing with the PRC commissioner. Uh, what was her name? Karen Montoya. Oh, Remember right, that right, right. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I told her straight to your face. Said, you don't know who you're messing with, girl. Like, are, are you aware of what you're, you're messing with?
don't even think twice about about doing that. And that's not me taunting her. You're the one who decided to come after me. That didn't go that didn't go very well. Okay. I'm not that I'm 10 steps ahead of you, but I'm pretty far ahead of you. And I welcomed, I welcomed uh, some of the challenges uh, that I received from people. So you better be uh, come prepared to play. And uh, people generally won't attack you if they know that you're going to fight back. 550, 50, 500. Uh, I got to get into the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Okay. Because I've been wanting to. Let me read these texts real quick. Sean, when are you going to talk about the scamdemic COVID death jabs and the stolen 2020 election? You've ignored Lindell's audit and D'Souza's movie. Rush Limbaugh and the rest of your former fans are ashamed of you. You're a Fox stooge. That is from Gary Steven on, on uh, that. I, I just don't like the, the Dr. Oz stuff. Please don't interview Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz is going to lose. I can't wait for him to lose. It was my understanding that there is a debate via Zoom. Is this? An, yes. You know what? That's a real debate. If there's a debate via Zoom, that's, uh, yeah, that's really what I want to see. What are we going to debate exactly? Well, somebody tell me, I mean, nobody knows more about, you know, the issues and what's happening than probably doubt in myself. Uh, what are we going to debate? A record that doesn't exist for one candidate, uh, you know, somebody else who's in the private sector and then one, one candidate who's actually elected to office and her things. And then uh, another guy uh, who's, who's run a tremendous, done a tremendous job as a county commissioner in Rio Rancho. And then his, his campaign is not reflective of the type of job that he's done as a county commissioner. He's like, a, it's like night and day, black and white. I don't even, it's not even the same person. And then a pro-life person, Ethel Maharch, get out of the race, but it's too late. You're on there. <laughs> Take your victory lap with the with Roe v. Wade stuff, right? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be your suggestion, Dad? Oh, absolutely. That's the time to do that. Uh, Eddie, for another time, the journal got something right. Check out the Sunday editorial on elections. New Mexico politics is a scam. They're changing it. I think a lot of that has to do with the uh, scamdemic, or excuse me, uh, my consistent commentary on the journal. Like, I don't ever expect to get a Reader's Choice Award. They probably toss my name out every single time, period, okay? Because I call it the Albuquerque urinal, okay? I mean, I, I insult it as much as I can because it's disgusting, but if they're going to change their tune and they're so, suddenly modifying and slowly shaping it, then, that, then that's a good thing. When you have a former mayoral candidate who got in 13 days ahead and, and, and telling you he doesn't read your stuff, but still, you know, I, I, literally the, the newspaper hangs outside and let everyone steps over it, except for me. I'll go pick it up. Uh, Eddie, can we get text alerts for the next Espanola reports? They are the highlight of my listening. <laughs> Ronchetti is a rhino. Okay. Okay. This isn't, this is the same operative. The same operative all the time. Like, I know you're an operative who texts me in. So unless you find a new phone number to send in, and when you do, I always take that. Uh, Eddie, we were told by my daughter that would be born a mongoloid? What? We talked to three different doctors, wanted to abort her. However, we had our faith tomorrow, and she'll be her 34th birthday. Wow. She was three beautiful children and a wonderful husband. That is wow. wow. Like, like, who's telling people... Who's telling people that their child is going to be a mongoloid? Who, what kind of doctor is that? Lisa Martinez running in 27. Royal Taurus funded by Soros. Uh, Steve Jackson. MLG's campaign slogan, free, 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 but you must vote for MLG. Free tuition will even get ours to vote for her. I don't think so. I, I really feel it uh, uh, changing. With other source-backed DAs getting recalled in other states, why are we not in New Mexico? Virginia has them getting recalled. That, that might be the case, but I mean, is this, uh, um, you know, it's going to go? No, I don't, I don't think so. It's, there's, there's no recall effort. 
Uh, how many uh, impeach MLG signatures did we get? We were close on 20,000. So Thousands and thousands. Yeah, and thousands. I mean, it's just incredible. All right. Literally uh, couldn't process them all. <laughs> I know. Next segment will be uh, Jeffrey Epstein. I'll get to that in a sec. Uh, quick caller, go ahead. Yeah, hey, uh, as far as voting, I'm, I mean, I'm Greg's an Eddie all the way. I've been for him before he even got in the race. It's yeah, I like a Greg. no-brainer. Yeah. But um, if— And he is a gentleman. Brian, he's a decent man. Oh, he's all class. The man is a class act. Um, economically, he the shape we're, we're facing down the road in this state economically, he is the only choice we have. Um, if Ron Ketty wins, it would be very wise for him to tap into Greg's and Eddie down the road to help him with economics because uh, just everything. He has the total perspective. Uh, he could be a tremendous asset to Ron Ketty if Greg don't get it. But mm-hmm. I'm for Greg hands down. It's mm-hmm. no brainer. There you go. And you can call in. I think that's great. Do you guys want to go ahead and load up the phone lines and hear who you're voting for? I mean, sure. you can bury it. I don't really care. If that's what you need to do. I'm. I'm totally on board with that. And if you want to come in and say who you're for and why, that's awesome. I, I think people need to hear more of that. So, yeah, yeah that's Anyways, good stuff. I thanks. will let you go and get back to Epstein. Hey, th- thanks for letting me. Thank, thanks for letting me go. We'll take a quick break. Bring it back in in four. Uh, glad to read your text. But I got to get to this Epstein uh, stuff of who is who is involved. Uh, and I got this uh, sent to me from a nice lady down south who uh, I'm like, no way, no way. No way. Yep, it's a who's who, and there's lots of people. And there's one person in particular who is uh, listed on there, number four on the way down, that I want to talk to talk about uh, a little bit because it's something that you may not know and uh, something that you definitely need to hear about because it involves campaign contributions to none other than Bill Richardson. That's right. Oh, Billy, will you marry me, Bill? Yeah, well, no kids to speak of uh, for Billy Richardson. Um, I think uh, God did not... Uh, give him that type of grace. Uh, and I think there's a good reason why uh, he didn't exactly trust him uh, with any offspring uh, for a good reason. Uh, back after a quick break here in the Kiva 522 back and forth. don't have to be so it's been uh yeah believe it or not what do we have 25 27 years since they broke up on this day back in 1985 the beat stopped uh no reunification tour for uh, these girls they got real catty with each other uh, that, that happens uh, in girl groups i don't know what happens they just they just can't get along can we all just get along they did not get along and then he had uh, boy groups too oh does it <laughs> boy group Guys always put away. They let bygones be bygones. I mean, anybody that have any, you know, beef, yeah, they're a little political. They're way left of center. You know that, right? Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty leftist. Uh, and, and Roger Waters thinks he literally made Pink Floyd, uh, you know, by himself. I think you you sort of get that feeling, don't you? Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, rap groups when they break up, they they shoot each other on the street. 
Guns and Roses. Like, yeah, the Guns and Roses. Uh, <laughs> uh, you they get fat, and the other one just keeps smoking and playing the guitar on another band. You know, the Gallagher Brothers. <laughs> Who is the Gallagher Brothers? Aren't Oasis. they the uh, Oasis? Oh yeah, yeah that's right. No Gallagher. <laughs> oh, oh, Oasis. No, you, you know what they do? They uh, one sits on the side of the stage and whines and moans and complains, gets drunk while his other brother uh, sings on stage. That's what they okay. do. Blood, blood for life. You can do that when you're yeah. It's Liam. This is the most. Did you know that that was the number one? Uh, that was the number one. We didn't even get to that yesterday. That's the number one name for 2022. Oh, okay. Yeah, Liam. It's not Noah anymore. Uh, was it? It was Noah. Noah. And oh, Liam. it's been Noah for ten years. <laughs> Maybe everyone was wanting secretly their children turn turn into WWF and uh, mm -hmm. complete uh, tantrums. I don't know. But yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, Liam. Motherhood deferred. U.S. median age for giving birth now hits more than 30. We went through that data yesterday. Liam uh, is uh, is the top of the baby names list. Okay. On the female side, Olivia. There you go. The most common names after. After. <laughs> you weren't too far off, Dad. Number two, Noah. <laughs> so Liam and Noah. And then Oliver. Elijah. That's a great one. Although I would just cut off the jaw and I just stay keep it with Eli, you know that that'd be good. I, I that's that's what I was wanting. I wanted uh, my firstborn to be named Eli, originally. James, Jaime, Jaime, William, Bill, Guillermo, Benjamin, Benjamin, Lucas, Henry, and Theod Theodore. I was on the mall, right by the Supreme Court, and I saw. This guy referred to his child as Theodore, and I felt sad for the boy. Immediately, I felt sad for him. Like, Theodore, Theo, Theo. You know, the only Theo I can think of is uh, Theo Huxtable, you know, you know, for years and years and years. Okay, girls. Not try to do better, Theo. You will do better, Theo. <laughs> because, you know, I'm going to go back to my house and listen to Melina Horn records. <laughs> That's too good. Uh, I could I could hear the last from Scotland, Emma, Charlotte, Amelia. Wow, I, I've okay. always loved that name, Amelia. Amelia is a good one. Uh, Amelia, you're breaking my no, no, it's Cecilia. My mother's middle name is Cecilia. Oh, it's a pretty name. Breaking my confidence daily. Pick it up, pick it up. Ava, Sophia, Ava, A V A, not Eva. Evangeline. Ava, as in Ava Gardner. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sophia, Isabella. Wasn't Sophia number one for like 30 years? Yeah, Sophia reigned supreme for a long like time. Like everyone's a Sophia. Like, yeah. why did that, how, how did that happen? Uh, Isabella, Mia, and then Evelyn, and then Harper. Come here, Harper. That's my daughter, Harper. I don't know. No Gertrude, no Hazel. Okay. No, definitely no Gertz. No Gertz. I used to know uh, Gert. Um, by the way, uh, uh, that was uh, Wesley Clark's wife. Yeah, oh. He got rid of her. She, she was a Gert. Gert, oh. Gert, Gert, Gert. You know, Gert sounds a lot like a, a plaguing leg syndrome that uh, many people get after they drink too much. Uh, the fastest rising baby names, by the way, are Amiri. Amiri and Raya. There you go. Russian jets are hassling Polish airspace. Story on Air Force time. Yes, let me jump right to that. I think I need to focus more on international war. You know, something happening in Ukraine, Russia hassling. Pol 
Russia's going to do what Russia's just going to keep Russia in. <laughs> Russia's going to Russia. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. I, I can't get off of this. The top male names that have decreased in popularity are Jackson, the very, very popular Jackson, J A X T Y N, spelled that way. Jackson. Wow. <laughs> Never even heard of that one. They print. They they printed this Carson. Uh, how do you spell Carson? Go ahead. You you first there, uh, Dowd, uh, speller champion that you probably are. How do you spell uh, Carson? You mean you mean uh, our 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 oh great one, Mister Mister Carson. I don't know. You uh, just, I, I told you to spell Carson. How would you spell it? Oh, uh, it would have to be it's ultra cool now, like C A R S Y N or something. It couldn't be. Okay, that's close. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you. You got K A R S O N. Yeah, that's you guys. Uh, you should have got together on that one. K A R S Y N. Carson. S-Y-N. Yeah. yeah. Once you know how to spell your name, that's uh, it. Yeah. Ed got um, that jacket from Rudy Valley. I'm how do you sorry, spell Xavier? This was the uh, third oh. most top name. How do you spell Xavier? Xavier. Uh, I bet you they're you spelling it with a Z now, aren't they? <laughs> I bet you they're spelling it with a Z now. <laughs> this is how you, you have tell you have parents who who didn't who, who didn't know how to read. This is a, try to spell Xavier, please. X A V I E R. Not anymore. That's close. Not how about anymore. you? Uh, take a, take a stab at no, this. No, it, it's got to be it's got to be capital Z now, right? They're just no, it's capital Z. X. Okay. X Xavier, Z A V I E R. Okay. Yeah. Right. There he goes. And then various spellings of the name Denise, 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 <laughs> yes. Denise declined in popularity from 2020 to 2021. No Savannah and Dakota. <laughs> uh, not there. Uh, Dakota, uh, Dakota was big for a while, right? Uh, oh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, so Cheyenne was very big for a while, too. Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Uh, when I think of Cheyenne, I think of the uh, Spanish singer. Uh, is there a, a caller hanging on there? Luke. Oh, I don't want to take it if they hung on that long. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get to this uh, Epstein stuff because it's scary. Yeah. Okay. So here we are, Jeffrey Epstein. He's a bad. He's a bad man. Uh, alive or dead? What do you think, Eric? Alive or dead? You think Jeffrey Epstein's? He's alive? You think I he's, think he's al- probably really? Alive. Uh, what do you think? What do you think, Dowd? Think? Uh, think he's alive? Oh. Why would Why would Clinton want to keep him alive? Mm-hmm. He's more used dead. Yeah, yeah. You don't think a man that smart, that conniving, had a dead man switch somewhere? Yeah, his dead man switch was Ghislaine. <laughs> that didn't go so well. Uh, but fortunately for us, uh, we have things like scribed, uh, spelled just like Xavier, right? X Xavier, S C R I B D. You know, get the app. By the way, you can get podcasts and everything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put us, I'm gonna put us everywhere. All of Dowd's musings. So we make sure that Dowd can. If Dowd's not making enough on the rockoftalk.chat, um, we're going to put him on Scribe and make sure he gets paid every single time his article gets downloaded. How do you, how do you like that? Yeah. Residuals. Residuals. Okay. So I looked at this, and I took the snapshot of the list of the people. And this will blow your mind. Of the people who are listed alongside Ghislaine Maxwell that were also defendants. No, this hadn't been put out, and then the main. If okay, so who who are the uh, who are the main perps? Doubt. Who are the main perps? Do you think uh, in the uh, who are they who are they connected to? This well, is how you know you have a biased media hmm. that's so incredibly biased they will not touch they will not touch a black man. They don't care. Oh. Right now, uh, there's uh, five. Uh, oh, Governor Hochul, New York to expand access to abortion, of course. 
Going to make the sacrifice to Beezlebub over there in uh, New York. New York's a terrible place. Hear what anybody says. First named 1953 trust. Yeah. That would be uh, Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. 12053 is when he's born. Oh. Mm-hmm. 1953 trust. Number two. Number two. Harvey Weinstein. Yes. No surprise there. Defended. Uh, let's see. Number three. The Weinstein Corporation. Hmm? Who's the Weinstein? Have you ever looked at a list of the people, the uh, <clears throat> actors, actresses, the people who are associated with Harvey Weinstein? You might as well put all of those people in the Jeffrey Epstein camp. Okay. How about uh, Miramax? Yep. Also part of that. Yeah. The financing for these films. Uh, here we go. Walt Disney Company. Mm-hmm. Listed right there in the the, the top. Mm-hmm. How about Vivendi SA Seagrams? Oh yeah, we got all those Seagrams. Golden wine cooler. Mm-hmm. David Boyce. Oh, uh, how's he named as a defendant <laughs> when he's actually an attorney for the plaintiffs? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Milton Brown, Marcello Carrare. Where we get into all these Jean Luc Brunel, who's now dead, by the way. Did you know he died? Nobody knows. Oh. Yeah. Jean-Luc? Jean-Luc. Yes, he uh, famously ran a modeling corporation. The Cutter Investment Authority. Virgil Abloh. And then Ghislaine Maxwell, of course. Peakwood Entertainment. Okay. The city of New York. Apparently, uh, they were involved in protecting, uh, to serve and to protect pedophiles. Uh, Sir Philip Green. Sony Entertainment. And then 100 John Doe's. 100 Jane Doe's and 100 Corporation Doe's, all listed as defendants. That That's pretty much who you think, right, Dowd? Mm. That, that makes the most amount of sense. Def Jam Records? Yeah, there you go, Def Jam Records. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sean Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rock-A-Nation. Jay-Z. Kanye, do you ever wonder where uh, Rihanna came from? Yeah. <laughs> Taking lots of trips to the Caribbean, man. Beyonce Knowles. Friends of Obama. Friends of, of course it's going to stay. Obama can do no wrong. You guys are going to love what I'm going to play today. Kanye West. Oh, yeah. Yeezy. Yeezy listed as a defendant. Terrence Thornton. Dwayne Carter. 50, 50, 50 cents. Young Money Entertainment, good me. They were trafficking. They were trafficking. They were involved, all of these people, in this particular lawsuit and accused by Jane Doe's and all listed in here. Now, the guy that I want to talk about is going gonna, is gonna to be kind of freaky, all right? The guy's name is Darren Indyke, okay? Darren Indyke, he is an attorney. He is, uh, quote, unquote, he had one job. What was his job? To be Jeffrey Epstein's attorney. Okay, not no big deal. Eddie, what's so great about that? Jeffrey Epstein needs an attorney too. Look at how much stuff he was doing. Jeff's, Jeff Epstein's right-hand mystery man. He had two of them, okay? This was uh, done by Kate Riquillet and William Bredeman. Okay, um... Uh, printed at the Daily Beast back in the day. 
Okay. The day after Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, man wearing a red hoodie and L.A. Dodgers cap emerged from the dead sex offenders Manhattan Matching. His hat and shades obscured his face as he hauled a hefty blue gift bag out of the massive townhouse where Epstein abused scores of underage girls for years. Photographer captured the scene that day in August, and the pictures were published by the Daily Mail, which identified the mystery man as Epstein's longtime accountant and co-executor of his $634 million estate, 47-year-old, also listed as a defendant, Richard Kahn. The bag he was carrying, a source with close ties to Epstein, contained Epstein's funeral clothes. Little is known about Khan outside his work for Epstein or about his co-executor, 55-year-old Darren Indyke, who served as Epstein's personal attorney for more than two decades and was apparently so close to Epstein that the money manager paid for fertility treatments for Indyke and his wife. Neither man has a public social media account. Both shun press interviews. Both men cannot be found. Both men, nowhere to be found. An attorney and an accountant. Knowing everything, okay? It's a lawsuit filed by Jane Doe. I just told you about the lawsuit. Alleges she was 14 when Epstein and his former girlfriend, British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell, began to groom and sexually abuse her back in 1994. The same year that Jeffrey Epstein acquired Zorro Ranch. By the way, the Jane Doe suing in Dyke and Khan in their capacity as co-executors and Maxwell individually. Now, there's all sorts of stuff in this article, okay? And it's all about the very close-knit relationship. The only thing they had to do was to take care of Jeffrey Epstein, an accountant and an attorney. None of that is important to me. Exactly zero things about their relationship were important to me. Okay, you read, you read, you read articles, you see this stuff, you see it, oh, nothing will ever happen. They'll take a plea deal, Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, there's not going to be a dead man switch. You know, I just read you a bunch of people that the news media didn't cover. This is why it doesn't get covered because there's no pressure. Media is meant to create pressure. That's what media does. Media creates pressure, okay? They create awareness and then you're suddenly talking and, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh yeah, we're going to put the pressure on them because we need people to be brought to justice. Well, how, do you, how do you prevent that from happening? Don't create any public awareness. You had no idea that Jay-Z and Beyonce and Kanye were... Part of this lawsuit that implied that they were sexually abusing, abusing, trafficking. I wonder uh, Kanye Yeezy found uh, changed his name. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even know what Yeezy is. Yeezy like Sunday morning. Here's what did grab my attention. The source said Khan has never socialized with Epstein and wasn't aware of Epstein's alleged abuse. Khan, uh-huh. He's an accountant. You know, if you want to find anything out about anything, hire an accountant. Yep. I don't care what anybody says. It's the most valuable degree there is. Follow the money. Follow the money. Follow the money. What, are, what do we know about Jeffrey Epstein? You can't follow any money. Nothing. Khan declined to comment for this article, has been an executive with Epstein's nonprofit since at least 2007. So another way to phrase that, phrase that would be like political action committee. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Here's where it gets fun. These political action committees, nonprofits. Khan replaced Maxwell as treasurer of something called the COUQ Foundation and held the role until the charity dissolved five years later. Remember? 
Remember Lonely Girl? She was involved with uh, what's the name of that? Uh, mm. the, yeah, what is it? Some foundation. Yeah, whatever. When it's got to be delivered. Yeah, there we go. What's got to be delivered? The charity's tax filings didn't show revenues until 2015 when Khan replaced Epstein as president of the group and investor Leon Black donated $10 million. Let's look up Leon Black. Have, have fun with that all the rest of the night. The Attorney General of the U.S. Virgin Islands recently issued civil subpoenas to Black over his relationship with Epstein. Deutsche Bank, where Gratitude America had an account, that's also Epstein, is also under fire for its relationship with Epstein. In July, the bank was fined $150 million for failing to detect millions of suspicious transactions. What were you doing? Similar to his attorney, Indyke, which you want to read on your own, Khan made political donations to the same candidates Epstein backed throughout the years. Hmm, what type of candidates? Running for what and where and how? Like Bill Clinton? Would they would they would they do any of these types of things? Someone calling me a tool. Oh, the media is a tool of our oppression. Okay. I just wanna think so. Here we go. <clears throat> Kong donated a total of fifty four hundred dollars to the campaign of Congresswoman Stacy Plastic of the U.S. Virgin Islands. What do we know about the U.S. Virgin Islands? That was known as Jeffrey Epstein's retreat, right? St. James Island, little St. James, little, 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 uh, little do scoop. What is that, right? A little St. James. He also shelled out to the tune of $2,600 to Plaskett in 2014, as did fellow Epstein accountant, Bella Klein. Hey. Nobody will know. Just give them some money. I'll have my accountant and my attorney make donations to important, influential people. Khan and his wife each made $2,300 donations to New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson. A friend of Epstein. It is literally characterized in here, in the article which has not been sued and has been out for two years, Bill Richardson, a friend of Jeffrey Epstein. Is, it, is the responsible media doing anything about that? I'd just like to know. Huh? Anybody? Uh, who's in uh, Epstein's Black Book? Yeah, that would be one Richard Branson. That would be one Bill Richardson. That would be, of course, Mr. Khan as well, who made donations. Indyke and his wife also the attorney and the accountant, the two closest people on the death of Jeffrey Epstein walking out, made political donations directly to Bill Richardson. One of Epstein's victims, Virginia Dufresne, claims, and this is written, claims Maxwell director to have sex with Richardson. He has denied involvement with Epstein's trafficking scheme. If you click on the uh, link to the article, Jeffrey Epstein accuser names powerful men in alleged sex ring. Dated 2019, September 16, 2019, a month after Jeffrey Epstein suicided himself. Virginia Jeffrey says that Epstein and Maxwell trafficked her to powerful people for erotic massages and sex claimed depositions in 2016 that Maxwell directed her to have sex with former, that's literally the first person name. New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson. What do we know about the attorney for Virginia Dufresne? He is named. David Boyes is named as a defendant. This is where you have, uh, what do you have, the wolf uh, guarding the hen house? Is that, what, is that what you call that? Right. What do we know about David Boyes? A big campaign contributor to none other than 
Bill Clinton. Yep. Like, we know this. I was on the phone with him for 30 seconds. He called me. Said, okay, what do you know? How do you know it? I'm not going to mess with this. What do you know? How do you know it? Well, I'm talking to the people that are actually on the ranch, bro. You want to you hear about that? No, I don't want to know. I just want to know what you know so I know whether or not to keep track of you in case it might impact me and my ability to go ahead and make money. I'm going to make money on the other side of this by being the attorney, by gaining their confidence and making sure that we're a controlled opposition and we know all along this is the way it works. The old woman who says the financer Jeffrey Epstein and socialite Ghislaine Maxwell kept her as a sex slave also accused a host of high-powered men. First one named Governor Bill Richardson. Then, wait, wait, wait. Then, number two on here, Britain's Prince Andrew, who settled. Wait, wait. <laughs> Where was Prince Andrew on the uh, the week of October, last week of October of 2003? He was here at Zorro Ranch, verifiable and known. Then, of course, uh, Senator Joe Mitchell, Marvin Minsky, MIT scientist, uh, Santa Fe Institute. Anybody heard about that? Jean-Luc Brunel. Apparently loved Santa Fe. Jean-Luc, Jean-Luc Brunel, right? And then we two months ago. Hunter Biden, the Devon uh, Archer, you know, all the, these types of things. So we'll be talking about that. If I don't die first. It's not funny, Eddie. It's not funny. Okay. Now, let me, let me go back to this um, portion of this. It itemized the receipts of the 2016 and 2018 donations. Khan's occupation is listed as quote-unquote attorney. He's never been registered as a lawyer in the state of New York. He donated a total of $5,400 to the campaigns of Richardson, Plaskett, Virgin Islands, New Mexico. What do they have in common? Nothing other than Jeffrey Epstein and his residences. This has never seen the light of day. A little bit of a misdirection for many of you because immediately you're like, oh, Eddie's going to focus on, you know, Sean Carter, Jay-Z, no, no, no. I'm just saying, if you didn't know about them and you didn't know about these guys, the people who are literally walking out of Jeffrey Epstein's apartment, the day he dies, we have film from the Zora Ranch. The day he dies, we track the license plate to the person. We put it on True News. The person disappeared with Ohio license plate on their RV, on their red Cherokee. We knew exactly who was there. And what did we know about that person? Oh, yeah, that person has two stops, too. Zorro Ranch, besides Ohio, where he where he's from and where he lived. Okay, we ended up talking to his daughter, who was so freaked out. Talked about Santa Fe, New Mexico, right? Zorro Ranch, because that's the way they refer to it. It's the closest proximity. It's actually Albuquerque, believe it or not. And the Virgin Islands. Those were the two places. Why would a man like that need an RV to get to the Virgin Islands? Oh, huh. Highways and byways, up and down the street, coming from Mexico. You can hear their little feet. Zorro Ranch still for sale? Did it finally transition? Will we? Will that ever come? Was the media doing the responsible thing by by following the land commissioner Stephanie Richards Garcia? And is it that place should be torn down? Oh, really, Stephanie? Uh, it should should it? Hey, why don't you get Hector on that? 
What did, what did what did Hector Hector says we're getting to the bottom of this we'll be brought to justice and what happened well you know it got clouded up in title and we're not really sure what happened and then I brought you the floor plan we found how many bedrooms in all the thirty three thousand three hundred thirty three square feet we found three bedrooms in the place where Ghislaine slept on the main floor in a giant mudroom what would you need a mudroom for. What in the hell do you need a, a mudroom? And what do you need 8,300 square feet of basement space for? Huh? And a spa and two massage rooms and uh, seven different holding areas. What's going on in there? <laughs> Eddie, uh, as of right now, the Sotheby's Auction House, the website, still has Zorro Ranch available for $27.5 million. Mm -hmm. No one's picking it up. Yeah. Because it only has three bedrooms. Party shower, though. <laughs> still obsessed, still obsessed how do you with a realtor realtor with a straight face just like well this was um this this was like you know can't you like almost do the the uh the the truth and uh can't you just go after the realtor's license like almost immediately like just knowing that that they're not going to be able to talk about what really happened over there right just like you can't speak about whether or not someone died in the house. You're like, you have to find that out later on a horror movie made 30 years. Like, we told you not to go in there. Right. Told that'd you be, that'd be a great there. movie. Yeah. Right? There's a, there's a movie you got to watch. It's totally terrible. It's called The Manor. It's very strange. But that's that's what you'd be doing. So, uh, should that shake you? Should should Could that be used? <laughs> Given the uh, year that has uh, included uh, everyone from Alec Baldwin to Richard Branson's flailing... Uh, to Jeffrey Epstein, it was like, you know, uh, New Mexico is where people come to die in one form or another. Or they come to commit a, uh, I mean, Alec Baldwin's career is a totally over, right? I mean, now you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. His meltdowns, you know. <laughs> Did anybody, was anybody able to, to locate an Alec Baldwin, Michelle Lujan Grisham, you know, and he visited the governor's mansion? They, they Those politicos love those opportunities. Absolutely. He's going to meet us at the bull ring. We're going to meet us over here. Remember the Tom Hanks? Tom, Tom Hanks had an involvement with uh, yep. a certain former citizen that's now deceased off of Flagstaff Bridge. The very interesting little accounts that are going out there. I know that there's a tunnel somewhere between Los Alamos and Las Vegas. So I wonder if there's a tunnel between uh, Santa Fe and, and Washington, D.C. You know, I have something... <laughs> I kid, but at the very same time, it's like it wouldn't surprise me. The same mentality that you have in Santa Fe is the exactly the same mentality in Washington, D.C. There is a creep factor that is so sinister. sinister. Like you, you just, you can't help it. You think you're feeling magic and all this. Like, no, no, no. That, that's, that's the sound of like children screaming. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the sound of a potential sacrifices being made. Right. We're, we're on that level. Like, why? The, what the hell is Devin Archer and Hunter Biden and all them doing with a Santa Fe company hanging out with Chris Hines? Like, aren't you asking yourself that question? Is anybody asking themselves the question about how a laptop from Delaware made its way all the way across the country? That's five and a half hours, by the way, on a flight to get back over here to the Albuquerque FBI office. Is anybody is that registering in your brain at all? At all? I literally pulled all the screenshots for the BGK. Have the oh the the board chairman of the board, Bill Richardson, first job out of the BGK. 
out of his uh, governorship, the BGK, four months, uh, five months from from releasing Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, I wonder if uh, Raul Torres and uh, and uh, Brian Colon are talking about that during their debates. They're not debating that. No, uh, they're not debating that. <laughs> if you if you dare mention it, you did. We'll have the Padillas take you out, bro. That's what's going to happen to me eventually. The Padilla family is just going to show up some someplace and just you know gun me down because i don't know they probably have I, I did something to to one of their their people and they were hired to take me out you know i gotta say eddie i really enjoy this uh this you know. idea you floated about rich whitey being drawn to new mexico for the, they feel oh, they're picking they feel they they're picking it. up on the vibes of the spirituality oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe they're, they're picking up maybe their their receivers are, are not tuned right maybe they're picking up on the vibe of the creepiness uh pedophilia and murders that happen here well i mean the taos hum i mean let's just let's just go there let's just talk about the the, the weird people who came from atlanta uh were i don't know had to sacrifice their three-year-old and bury it and then uh not stand uh, trial for murder. Do you remember that? Does anybody remember that? Like, there's strange, weird things happen in northern New Mexico, right? All over the place. It's not a place where you want to be driving through at three in the morning. Let me let me assure you of one thing: you don't want to be on Highway 434 at about three thirty in the morning on your way to uh, northern New Mexico. Okay. Do you remember the uh, famous cook that died who was lost? He was Bill Clinton's cook. Look it up, Dad. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Look at him. And what, what what do you find? Who where did he die? Oh yeah, New Mexico. Bill Clinton's cook died in New Mexico. Why? How'd that happen? He got lost and, and went former White House chef found dead in New Mexico mountains. Twenty found dead. There he is. He knows what he's talking about, folks. Oh, you didn't know that. Oh no, I, I wasn't aware of this one. Oh, he didn't know. I feel like Kevin Spacey at the very end. <laughs> You didn't know. All right, hour three, you and me and the Dowd makes three, 3,000 right here in the Kiva. And uh, we'll be back. Oh, yeah. Save Ferris. I love my shirt, huh? Save Ferris. Huh? Oh, Ferris. Boy, Jennifer Gray on the uh, front cover of, I think, Parade. They were parading her face. She looks so much better with the schnoz, by the way. Way better. Didn't need that surgery. No, No, man. No, nobody likes it. Some people <laughs> just like that. I like it. I like character, you know. I like something different, you know. The imperfections are actually the perfections, right? Nobody wants that perfect stuff. Mr. Scheib was found in a mountain drainage flowing with surface huh. runoff. Huh. Strange. How can you die of drowning in the driest state in the universe? <laughs> well, I guess he did. <laughs> they got water back then, didn't they? Back after a quick break here in the key. Ah, top of the hour news. You don't sit behind it. Sometimes you're better off dead. There's a gun in your hand that's pointing at your head. You think you're mad, too unstable. Kicking in chairs and knocking down tables in a restaurant in a West End town. Call the police, there's a madman around. Running 
606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I'm Eddie Erg on the Rock of Talk on AM 600 KIVA, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. The transmitter is up. We're doing good, doing some good broadcasting here this afternoon. Uh, Dow's uh, taking a back seat on this ride. Hey, get in the front row. I'm riding shotgun. No, uh, he's not shotgun today. Um, we are uh, speaking a little bit about some nefarious uh, tactics that have been uh, used over the years. And uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Richardson mentioned today, just some some good stuff. We're getting uh, loaded. Uh, we're loading up our gubernatorial candidates for mayor. That's what they should be focused on is that type of stuff uh, going forward. But they won't be. It's it's all about character assassination, about this guy shouldn't be this and that woman shouldn't be that. I was like, look, we're developing a bench, baby. Got a bench. Republican Party's getting bench, right? That's good. So uh, Pizzagate probably happened. Yeah, it did happen. So uh, <laughs> why, why does anybody even argue about that? Alex Jones is right. Oh, yep. Again. Sorry. If you can't get that right through your head, I don't know what else. I'll just pretend it didn't happen. I'm sure it's not as bad as that. Let's see. There are three maxes in my son's sixth grade class. Oh. Ah. Oh, that, uh, that would be 12 years ago. Max, uh, what was 12 years ago? Is that the name of, is that the name of uh, a dog? Is that the name of uh, Obama's dog? Was it Max? Hmm. I wonder if people were naming their children after Obama. Obama! Obama's dog. I think so. I like Bo was the dog. Oh, Bo! I knew it was something stupid. And then Buddy was Clinton's um, dog, and they they loved the, they loved their the Bill and Hillary Clinton. Just they're such typical Americans. You know, we all love our pets in America. Uh, Bo ran away because no one was watching. We got run over by a car, and they oh, gave their and they gave their cat away. So was, is he Bill and Hillary the, really loved their pets. Is he counted in the uh, the the Clinton uh, the Clinton Arkansas? Arkansas. <laughs> yes. yes. Do they include? Do they include Bo in that? Bo knew too much. <laughs> a buddy, I'm sorry. Buddy. The dog always know too much. That's why they cut the, you know. Well, they, that's why no one keeps pets. That's why everyone hates birds, right? Bird is the word, and it knows a lot of words, and it knows just enough to tell. I know that there's an Agatha Christie movie, probably where a bird was chirping a certain name, and then. You know. <clears throat> now, why don't they hear the names of those who were frequented Lolita Island? The media is a tool of our oppression. Tool they preyed upon us because they paid to play. Pizzagate probably happened. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, how about the missing people in the Picos area? Uh, you, you seen Missing 411? Anybody watch that? You got to watch Missing 411. You think oh, you thought that last I, wa- I watched your, the, the, your recommendation this weekend, yeah. The Dissident. 
Oh, Eddie, oh, yeah. that's an excellent documentary. Excellent. Talk about that for a second. I've got a lot to get to. Sure. But um, let, let, let's stop there because this is so is it, you want to talk about nefariousness? You want to talk about Twitter? Uh, by the way, Elon Musk, you should hate him. Okay. The man literally funds abortions. If you're a conservative, you idiot. Oh, Elon Musk. Elon, 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 Elon Musk. Elon. I mean, you, if you were to ask a Republican nowadays who they think should be president, well, I think Elon Musk should be president. Look what look at look at Twitter on on that on the dissident. Look at how the Saudis basically ramp things up. And who's the biggest investor with Elon Musk? Yeah, it's the Saudis. Did you know that? Yeah, Elon's only poning up seven billion dollars. We'll be right on this again. Okay, remember they they want a pound of flesh for what they're doing. Uh, walking into an embassy doesn't walk out. Just just trying to get just trying to be trying to make an honest woman out of the woman he's in love with. And Dowd, what happened? Well, there was it was an interesting guy. His name was Jamal Khashoggi, and I, I, everybody in this documentary, Eddie pronounces this last guy this names this name the, the different way. So don't yep. come at me for pronouncing it wrong because none of the people from that part of the world seem to agree Jamal. on how to pronounce it. Uh, but I did not know. I guess I thought he was more of a journalist. He he came out. He's these are the people you've really got to give a, a fair amount of credibility to because they know where the bodies are buried. He worked for the Saudis, you know, he was a high-ranking communications guy for the kingdom. And over the years, he began to be more of a critic. He, he had more of his writing appear in Western media. Uh, he ended up being a columnist for the Washington Post, trying to expose really one of the worst they're not even a the they're just a crime family the al saud oh, family they, biggest mafia they, in the world is saudis no yeah doubt about and it. and you know to hear america you know here uh well i don't care if you're a conservative or a liberal in washington to hear the foreign policy establishment talk about american values and democracy while we have been in bed with the saudis since fdr visited them in the 1930s or it might have been the early 1940s uh it, there's a scene there where there's a painting of the mm, meeting yeah. with FDR and uh, Ibn al Saud, you know, going back 75 or, or, or 80 years. So, this journalist who had had to flee his own country, one of the weaknesses of the documentary, I think, was where they didn't really get into. Hey, uh, hold on one sec. Can you turn Dowd up, please? Uh, turn him, uh, crank him up, please. Uh, Mr. Khashoggi, they, they kind of hint at and they show a picture on of the, him. On the board, sorry. You got to do it on the board, not not on there, so people can hear him. Go ahead, Dowd. Uh, and so, this. this dissident for lack of a better term although he didn't he didn't like that term but uh he left saudi arabia because he was threat you know threatened of being imprisoned or worse but they showed pictures of him with his family and they kind of didn't get into the details of he had to they, they said he was forced to divorce his wife over in saudi arabia and it looked like they may have even had kids together so he really was an an, an expatriate kind of fleeing his country he wasn't safe at home he ended up meeting a younger woman whose father wasn't terribly thrilled with uh, his daughter marrying an old guy named Jamal Khashoggi, who was, I don't know, 61 years old or something at that point. Um, they agreed to marry, but I, apparently he had to get the documentation right. from an official consulate or embassy Saudi, right? that he had been divorced from the wife over in Saudi Arabia. Now, he chose, you could say he was smart or say he was stupid. He was smart to not go back to Saudi Arabia. He was stupid to go into official Saudi soil in Istanbul. Right in Turkey. Uh, and they have video of him going in. They don't have video of him going out. And what really shocked me, Eddie, and I guess this is sort of what my Western uh, self-satisfaction, my Western imperialism thinking, oh, this is Turkey. You know, this is a, this is a third world country that, you know, there's never, never going to be any oh, justice. No, very sophisticated. Um, they did a bang up job doing what they could under 
under obviously the, the the history for centuries of diplomacy, you know, you can't go go into someone else's territory. There's consulate, there embassy. They did what appeared to me was a pretty thorough investigation of looking for what happened to this man. They actually mm-hmm. handed down indictments uh, mm-hmm. for some pretty scary looking dudes who were thugs for the Saud uh, royal family. And it's not even even to call them a royal family, Eddie. They're just a bunch of thugs who took over the luckiest spot on earth, which is all yep. that sand over in the Saudi Arabian peninsula, which has, you can stick a, a straw on the ground and, and produce a, a barrel of oil for $2. Um, and it was also interesting when they were showing all the senior Saudi officials, when they were surveying the, the, the military parades, Eddie, uh, not a lot of folks in the infantry over there looked Saudi. Uh, they were African imports, basically in Saudi Arabia, the crime family, uh, right. They import people from the Philippines, from Africa. They import Palestinians because work is beneath. Them. It's That's just right. beneath them, you know, actual yep. work. Uh, these are the worst people. I mean, listen, I know it's bad in North Korea. I know China's got a lot of problems. I know Venezuela's got a lot of problems. I know Santa Fe's got a lot of problems. But the Saudi royal fit, they are the worst people in the absolute world. And it's pretty obvious that this guy was murdered there. Uh, his body was, was chopped up. Uh, and they, they can't even, you know, bury a body. They don't know what happened. Kudos to Turkey for indicting these guys who are never going to be extradited to Istanbul. They're going to be yep. safe. And of course, the Saudis had this phony baloney investigation saying, you know, oh, we took care of it. Um, the other element of this, which really hooked into. Let, let, let me jump in here. I, I think I know where you're going to go because I'm going to I'm going to jump in there with you. Uh, sure. But before we do that, let me kind of just do a, like a little bit of, of cleanup here. And what he wrote was missives in the Washington Post that were very critical of the Saudi royal family. Yep. Okay. And they kept coming out. And so all this time they were making this determined effort to silence him. And it's a study in political power is what this, the the dissident is. Okay. This is what happens when you don't have the ability to influence people beyond your own boundaries. Now the Saudis, you know, king in its own territory, but nobody really respects him any other place. I mean, the Saudis, Putin has made Saudis his bitch, basically. You know, Putin owns the Saudis, if you want. And I think it's important to understand what they were trying to do to silence Khashoggi as every single time he had an article, they would deploy armies of actual Saudis in a giant room to go ahead and squash his influence on Twitter and other social media, but mainly Twitter. And it was absolutely amazing how they were able, just by the sheer numbers, able to shadow ban him Yep. without actually incurring, hey, Twitter, will you guys shadow ban him? And this is where I'm making the connection that the Saudis are now involved with Elon Musk. Look at the big financiers. About three quarters of the way down, as I demonstrated to you guys, who's financing Elon Musk and Twitter? They love Twitter. Because that's about as, as much as they read. <laughs> Truly. There's 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 not a whole lot of heft to these guys. Okay. They're not intellectual giants. They're not known for their great Saudi Arabian literature works. They, they, that's not what they're known for. Okay. Here's where it gets worse. Here's where you are going to hate me. Okay. Oh, Donald Trump, you know, you thought John Donald Trump would make Remember, we had the, the $2 billion with... Uh, Jared Kushner putting the Israelis and the Saudis who were were like mortal enemies together. 
for a business deal. That we, boy, we both know the Saudis and the Israelis. They love their money. Okay, they love their business deals. They want to be the center of the, the center of the earth. These small little territories. Saudi Arabia is actually quite large. What's really interesting is Trump didn't do a damn thing. He didn't lift a finger. In fact, he befriended the Saudis. He jumped on their side. And then all of a sudden you had all of these Trump followers basically damning Khashoggi as this terrible person. This guy went to uh, Indiana University. He was a pretty marked uh, uh, and prolific writer. I think a pretty fair guy. I, I think uh, maybe even a little bit depressed, I think. You know, he, he had a depressing life because yep. he was constantly fighting the, the royal crown back in Saudi Arabia. And he was exposing them. And once you silence Khashoggi, which is what Trump did and what a lot of other conservatives did, for no reason, by the way, for other than speaking truth to power, much like us conservatives speak truth to power against liberals here in this country. And Trump jumped on the other side, did nothing. Trump is one of the villains in this movie. Am, am I correct? And, and is it, did you take that away too? Well, you know, I always, it's an establishment funded, you know, yes. California documentary. But, you know, sometimes the left, I hate to say it, they're right occasionally. Trump Trump looks very bad in, in this documentary because of his uh, close relationship with the Saudi and his willingness to uh, really be a salesman for arms sales to the Saudi, which Saudis, which, you know, I'm a libertarian of the merchants of death want to sell weapons to some other country go right ahead but this was happening at the same time that this murder happened clearly happened and trump looks very bad you know trying to kind of not not brush this aside but say oh i'm disturbed by this but you know what, what can we do i mean uh, there's actually a recording of uh, rand paul who's like a fierce right. warrior yes. uh, uh, on this issue uh, eddie very and good. um but but you're right the, the silencing of dissent and i'm not trying to make myself mr hero here but Maybe we don't have it in quite extreme, that extreme of a form here in America, but the Saudis funded, you know, thousands of these Twitter bot human beings who are constantly creating accounts, right. you know, phony baloney accounts, and that they would attack Khashoggi, and then they would try to, you know, create hashtags to divert from his writings. Um, it, it's about so much more than this one murder, exactly. Eddie. And I'm really, exactly. really glad you, exactly. you you recommended this to me because you, you'd been doing it for probably weeks or months. And I just had never got, I had to get, you know, my Spider-Man movie first. But uh, the other element, which was not discussed <laughs> in this movie, and I, I understand why uh, it's not really terribly relevant, was at the same time that this happened, Branson, Richard Branson, I, I know you think I'm going to make it all about Spaceport America, but this is, you can look it up, look it up, look, Google it. Um, Branson had spent his billion dollars. We didn't. We don't really know exactly how much, but Branson had unloaded a billion dollars on Virgin Galactic. What a disaster that was! He was lining up. I, I can send you the links. Well, actually, the links links are dead, but I can send you screen captures of Branson's blog. Of course, he doesn't write this. He has a flunky write it. But uh, he was negotiating a big infusion of Saudi cash for Virgin Galactic. So Khashoggi gets killed. There is this kind of cancel culture. Uh, uh, revolt, which I would—I I don't even want to use the terms cancel culture because this man actually was killed, and the Saudis are horrible people. So I don't really want to liken it to somebody tweeted something something that made someone angry. You know, that's the, the the infantile world we live in. Global, there was this global economic and diplomatic reaction to the Saudis, and a lot of deals got killed, uh, and a lot of relationships were broken. One of those was the heat was on Branson so much. He wanted that Saudi money, but the heat was on so much at the end of 2018, the deal 
he calls off the deal and he even publicly admitted, I'm calling this off because of the murder of Khashoggi and obviously there should be consequences. And then what happens a few months later? That's where Chamath Palapatia comes in and we hear all about the IPO. So maybe, maybe Virgin Galactic never would have been a publicly traded company if Khashoggi had never been killed and that Saudi infusion of cash would have gone into Virgin Galactic. Um, I know this sounds crazy conspiracy, ladies and gentlemen, it's all true. I can document all of it. So there's a connection even here to New Mexico. Okay, so um, let me let me go to something else. Uh, Doubt I didn't catch everything you said because uh, I know our audience uh, probably did. Um, but there's something really important here. Anybody know? Uh, let's see. The biggest mass shooting in this country was when October first. Anybody know where that? Oh, come on. Eddie. Mandalay Bay, I believe. Literally, as soon as I look this up, yep, that's correct. I can't even type in. As soon as I type that in, it just literally, I'm just getting like stunted. It's so weird. There it is. Okay. Paddock was a guy's name, I think. Stephen Paddock. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> if anybody thinks that he single handedly took out those that many people. We have an IQ test after this show. Okay. Here we go. 60 dead, 411 wounded. Yeah, he didn't do that. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, and he didn't do that by himself. All right. And a lot of that was uh, put down by Sheriff Colombo. Okay. All right. Before you jump to any kind of weird conclusions about anything. All right. Let me Let me go over this. Does anybody know who the owner is of the top four floors of the Mandalay Bay? Let's connect some dots. La 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 la. Connect the dots. La 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 la. Bill Gates and Prince Alawid bin Talal own the top four floors of the Mandalay Bay, floors 32 through 36 where Stephen Paddock apparently took out how many people on the Route 91 concert? Microsoft chairman joined the Saudi prince, Alawid bin Talal, in a tobacco management buyout of the luxury hotel group Four Seasons for $1.95 billion. With a separate entrance accessed by private express elevators, Four Seasons hotel stylish renovated guest rooms located on the top floors of the Mandalay Bay Towers. The hotel's newly restyled guest rooms echo the city's Excitement and vibrancy with a chic design scheme, bold colors, and quality constructed furnishings. All right. Now, let's go back, and you were just mentioning Twitter. I doubt if you wouldn't mind looking up real quick. Who's financing the Twitter deal for Elon Musk? Okay. The very bottom, and this is literally, this is uh, Prince, <clears throat> May 6, 2022. Saudi Prince Alawid bin Talal Abdul Aziz Al Saud. Do I have to say his name every single time I address him? Is that is that the proper way in Saudi? Because if I can't do that, then it's I may as well just I'll face actually be thrown off the top top floor of a, a six story building. Currently owns thirty five million shares of Twitter. Did he put up any cash? Hmm. <laughs> Largest shareholders of Twitter are. Here you go, you conservative idiots. 
like, like if we could just get people to think about stuff for a little bit, then then you wouldn't follow this stuff. And let, let's remember, what do we have Elon Musk coming out and talking about? Oh, I'm going to let President Trump back on Twitter. Why? <laughs> he doesn't want to be on it. Why, why do you need to, to go ahead and do this? They're long playing this whole thing. They're like acting this drama out in front of everybody. They're in control. It's like, you could see this a mile away. 34.948 million shares, $1.7 billion. The largest shareholder of Twitter is the Saudi uh, um, <clears throat> Saudi prince, uh, Alawid bin Talal Abdulzizi al Saud uh, Shiz Shizzle. Corporation has a market valuation of more than $18 billion in 2013. Zal Holdings, which owns the Four Seasons Hotel George in Paris, as well as a portion of the Plaza Hotel. Time Magazine dubbed him the Arabian Warren Buffett. Al-Walid was named the seventh richest man in the world by Forbes in November 17, with a net worth of $40 billion. He, 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 didn't, he didn't rise to the top of the list, right? I would probably say he's the second richest man in the world behind Vladimir Putin. Now, why, why would I bring any of this stuff up? Why is this important? Any, anybody guess? Eric, you're trying to probably put some pieces together, trying to figure out what's going on here. Does anybody know how Las Vegas got finished? It's the Saudis. They bailed out, yeah, when, when the markets failed. Why were the Saudis able to bail out Las Vegas in the midst of all this stuff coming out? Could be because they were resource rich. We were going into everybody becoming more and more dependent. What did... What did Trump do? He said, no, 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 we're going to become less and less and less and less and less than we keystone in exile. We're all feeling good. And then all of a sudden, Joe Biden comes in, right? And all of that side of the equation starts to fill up all over again. Now we got to get, get more dependent upon the Saudis once again. I think there's so much here. If we went into the relationships and found out how there's political oppression and what people can say and what they can't say and who controls what, do you want your private account to be with uh, the guy who owns the top four floors of the Mandalay Bay who's uh, actually guilty of it? And why were there nobody, but when did that happen? Oh, that happened during Donald Trump's presidency. Why was there nobody brought to justice on that? Why were there flashes coming from the fourth floor of the Mandalay Bay at the very same time that there were flashes coming from the 32nd floor? Has anybody ever, I have, has anybody ever gone, and you can do this, Google Earth is amazing. You can measure any distance between anything at any time, right? Has anybody ever gone on Google Earth and measured the distance? The actual distance from the Mandalay Bay to where Route 91 was? <laughs> Probably not. Why would you? Why care? Why why question the narrative? Why question what's what's there? Is one man, single lone gunman, taking out this many people? Who said that didn't happen? Don't get yourself all caught up in in that type of. There's a reason why we don't cover that because there is you're never going to find what you need to find. Okay. Why were why aren't people being brought to justice? And who owns the very top of that hotel? And and how are things functioning? And who owns Twitter and your free speech and all these types of things? These are things that you have to start thinking about. And I would start digging as much as you possibly can. If you think more about this and you start trying to say, oh, well, that, that might work. Oh, that might work. That might... I mean, I'm looking at the latest musings of uh, Prince, whatever, Alawid. Alamo Prince Alamodi, bro. The Alamodis. Elon Musk said he'd secured another $7 billion backing for his Twitter deal, including from Saudi Prince. Saudi Prince Alawid says Musk will be excellent leader. 
for Twitter. That makes me not want to be on Twitter. I'm, I'm ready to can my account already today. And I guarantee I'll be right. I guarantee I'll be right. Anybody want to bet me for leaving Twitter? You think I want to be on Trump's network? Prince Alawid will now back Elon Musk's Twitter bid retain stake. This is Elon Musk said, oh, this is interesting. Why is he going to the Saudi prince if he's the richest man in the world? A current Twitter investor who promised to commit a total of an additional $2 billion worth of shares to back his proposed buyout. Am I reaching here? Please tell me. Does this feel like a reach? But it doesn't feel like a reach to me. I think there's a lot here. You can control the information and what people are murmuring about, which is exactly how they put down uh, Khashoggi. Okay? And nobody answered for that, right? Who's responsible for, for, for Khashoggi's death? You're not going to be able to find that on the internet. <laughs> You're not going to see anything. <laughs> Mohammed bin Saladin. Did you see who came to power? Isn't he like a 28-year-old kid or something like that who came into power? Something along those lines. We'll take a couple of quick uh, phone calls. Anyway, a um, lot of, lot of uh, conspiratorial. Is this conspiracy? conspiratorial talk today <laughs> well eddie to make it even more convoluted and, and i was you know i've been following this pretty There's closely because i got it uh to to make this even more convoluted and more complicated i was following this weeks ago when a lot of people on the right were celebrating elon because he took on uh al, al walid because he's he, al walid spurned the plan the initial plan he didn't want to you know he didn't like the price musk responded you know, tweeted back at him. Uh, what you know? What about what about your views on journalistic freedom of speech? And a lot of you know, anti-Saudi people were cheering Elon. Now, as you just said, the, the prince has agreed to be part of this private, uh, you know, uh, depublicizing of of the company. And he tweeted out uh, that he said that Musk was quote his new friend and an excellent leader after these guys were yelling at each other a couple of weeks ago. So what's the truth here? It makes my head hurt. Well. Never things are never as they seem, you know. I mean, if you watch another you know, the same drama that's done over and over, the the friend, the guy who is everywhere, the one who's uh, totally friendly, is the guy who's creating and wreaking havoc and creating all the chaos. I mean, is the very guy who put uh, Khashoggi to death, the the family that's responsible for putting Khashoggi to death, the biggest investor in Twitter? Do you sense the irony here? Why why do you need to be on it? And all the conservatives, you know, we have like a, a thousand different platforms that I don't know the name of one of them because I don't need any of them. Just need the rock of talk. 550-5500. Caller, you're in the queue. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie. How are you? Uh, I guess I'm good. Who's this? Good. Thank you. Lisa. Oh, okay. Go ahead. You thought I was Dave, huh? Because I held on for so long, but I was just listening to your show and that's what I do anyway. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I just thought I'd call in and say I too support Greg Zanetti. Okay, I think he's amazing. Okay, uh, conservative woman, and I would not vote for Rebecca Dow if she paid me. Okay, all right. Well, are you so gonna? Are you gonna? Fighter, but yeah, are you gonna support Mark Ronchetti if he wins? Of course. Okay. Good. I don't want Michelle Lujan, Grisham, Nash, whatever. But I would like it to be Greg because I think he's the best bet that we've got to turn it around. Did you hear my interview with him last week? Did you hear that uh, when, I, when his I relationship love. with Greg Grisham? 
Yes, and it's weird. And I was wondering, were they divorced or is she widowed? Because if she's widowed, she's she widowed. They didn't finalize. They did not finalize. Yeah. They were separated. So I mean, yeah, since we're going to so make it personal, do you want to do you want to dig more into that, or is that is that uncouth? That is in, I thought we wanted to hear all about all our personal stories about people now, don't we? You know, the stroke of yeah. Ben Ray Lujan, Michelle Lujan Grisham getting married. I mean, if that's on on there, we should hear about her previous marriage, don't you think? I sure. I think they put everything out, but they only make it work for for what works for their narrative, not anybody else's. Yeah. Well, feel more confident. You should say yes, Eddie. I want to know. Go after it. See if see, Eddie, see what information we can I find. Love your show. Okay. Do whatever you want to do. I will always listen. But I don't. I don't want to do any anything. It's not like something I want to <laughs> do. I'm just sort of interested, right? Aren't you just kind of interested in things like curiosity killed the yes. cat? You know. Los Paz is going to take Eddie out. He's trying to expose Michelle Lujan Grisham. He's going to have well, a happy accident over at the Sierra on the South, South Valley. No. You might. You come on. It's going to be crazy, bro. They're going to, Eddie, don't come over here. Don't you come over here. You won't make it out. We're going to Khashoggi you. <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah, that would but be. it is amazing what a small world it is when, when it turned out that Greg and um, um, Grisham's husband were friends. I mean, I know he's a local here, but it's still kind of a big state. I think he was surprised at that. I thought if anything could really sort of get him over the hump, I think it was it was that story. I mean, if you yeah. knew that your gubernatorial candidate represented Republicans, but it's like like it's a story made for TV, coming to exact the sweet revenge on behalf of his his best friend who was wrong. And I, I asked him point blank. I said, did, did, did she give, did she give any kind of words? I mean, being the great order, being the great order. I mean, they, they, maybe they couldn't find a box for her to stand on. I don't know. Sure. They couldn't. And you know, you know what I mean? She, she, right. I just, she I literally had the right, worst. I just literally, wrong. the worst thought just crossed my mind. She didn't even have a box to stand on and she was at a funeral. I'll leave it right there. Right, right, Dowd. You just yep. literally doubt is yep. doubt is right there with me. He's like always he optics, have this always optics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Woo! Yeah. But uh, thank you for the education today on the whole whole non political political spill. But Jeffrey Epstein whole deep dive. Well, there was I've no deep diving. You don't have to. Places. You don't have to dive that deep. Yeah, it's well, like a two foot shallow pool don't. that uh, you know. It's right there. It's, it's been sitting there. No one sued. No one sued. No one sued the Daily Beast. No one sued these guys. And it's literally printed right there in black and white. So um, I'm, it's pretty safe for me to say whatever the heck I want when it comes to that. And I can just ask questions. In fact, asking questions is exactly what Khashoggi was doing, right? right? Before he was. Um, I mean, at the top of the hour, did you notice the? Did you? Did, sorry, did you notice the the lyrics? Mm -hmm. did, did that at all since you were hanging on for what an hour and a half is that what you were for waiting an hour well you Sorry. know i just wander around listening to you doing the stuff i have to do anyway so i was either listening to you or i was on hold here's the uh, so, top of the hour it says sometimes you're better off dead there's a gun <clears throat> there's a gun in your hand and it's pointing at your head you think you're mad, too unstable, kicking in chairs and knocking down tables in a restaurant in a West End town. West Said, call the police. There's a madman around, running down underground to a dive bar in a West End town. Yep. 
In a West End town, a dead end world, the East End boys, West End girls. Too many shadows, too many shadows, whispering voices. Look, look, like just in light of this show today, it's pretty good. Um, I like it. Like sometimes, uh, you know, Jesus drops in with a little bit of uh, poetry. You know? Faces on posters, too many choices. If, when, why, what? How much have you got? Have you got it? Do you get it? If so, how often? And which do you choose, a hard or soft option? I think I think in this year the Democrats are going to have to do the hard option. Uh, it's usually soft, soft options, but mm-hmm. I think I think they're 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 behind the eight ball. Um, so hopefully there'll be no eight, eight ball hemorrhages uh, this year. All right, uh, good good call. I appreciate that. Cool, thanks. All right. Thanks for you know talking to me, Eddie. You guys yeah. have a good day. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, caller, you are in the uh, key. oh we dropped oh Dave Dave heard his name. He's like I'm out. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. According to Black's Law Dictionary, the that's <laughs> sorry. I, I love dictionary, Dave. I, I we Irish we kid because we love, you know. It's nice to hear you on a Sunday night, Eddie. <clears throat> can we get uh, can we get text alerts for the next Espanola report? <laughs> we'll do our They best. can fool some of the people some of the time, but they can't fool all the people all the time. Traveling is a trip. Meta rhymes with Mecca, mind over matter. If the machine is the ruler, turn it off. They rely on people paying attention to the machine. That's right. It's just, we are in 1984, aren't we? We really are in 1984, right? Um, let's see. If the church can survive Caesar Borgia, it's <laughs> about the current scandals. Uh, let's see. Uh, MBS crossed up the Mohammed bin Saladin. Can you look that up for me real quick? Just to make yeah, sure. Yeah, the, they, they call him the real leader of Saudi Arabia because yeah. his, old, his old man's a little old and out of it. Yeah. He's he is he's got the gusto. You see, he's bringing it. How many uh, how, how many women do you think he has in his harem? Oh boy, Ma- hmm? he, maybe as many as the number of uh, human Twitter bots he has. Do you see that? That was incredible. You know, because of the unsolvable West Side murders, I often wondered if the Epstein crew was connected. I don't know. They, I know. I can tell you one thing: they'll never be solved. <laughs> Guarantee that. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> That's one cold case that will stay icy cool. in yeah. Antarctica forever. <laughs> Nobody cared about those women when they were alive. What makes you think that suddenly what these women, their killer needs to be brought to justice? He's probably dead. By the way, the lady that they never found was on her way to the monastery in northern New Mexico. And the kid's car where they were found was that monastery lake. There were two others, I believe, including several hunters. It's Monastery Lake, not Missionary Lake. What the heck was I thinking? So the me- missing people in the Pecos area, a lady got lost near Glorietta, never found again. A student they found in the car in Missionary Lake. And I like that king. Let's get our top five uh, brought to you by rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. I mean, there was so much uh, to cover, and we just we um, we literally got lost on the trail without pulling out our compass one time. Um, we meandered on, um, the dissident, uh, we jumped into a little bit route 91. We made some connections for you. Hopefully you'll delve into that a little bit. You won't get bored uh, with all that because that's, that's what you need. If you're not willing to say, if we're not willing to say these things out loud, then you're never going to be speaking about them. And then of course, then you have nothing. Okay. And I think the problem with us not moving forward together as a state as a city as anything is that we are refusing to talk about the hard thing i i can't figure out for the life of me how kkob has done 100 years of talk radio we've had 90 years of democrat uh, rulership like <laughs> very effective apparently <laughs> they've done a hell of a job very impactful <laughs> 
almost as much as Paul guessing. Yeah. Uh, Bob Bob Clark will be doing this show in two years from now, just like he he did uh, with Virgin Galactic. I mean, <laughs> where, I'm just trying to keep a job and pay the bills and drink my beer. All right, go ahead, uh, D-Dowd Musk. Uh, your top five, as found at rockoftalk.chat. Go ahead. Yes, the subscribers' top five. Uh, these are the stories that were of most interest to you, ladies and gentlemen, the New Mexico stories and the Dowd's Extra Clicks national, international stories. Number one, source New Mexico. I um, I always go back to that endless well. Uh, interesting story, though. Not, not, not soy boy. The Forest Service is continuing to say, hey, we were right to start that prescribed burn that caused the Hermit's Peak fire that contributed to so much pain in New Mexico. Stick, wait, stick source, with that, Forest Service. New, I didn't even read this. Source New Mexico covered this? Yeah, actual kind of quasi-journalism. Yeah, what is you know. going on? And it wasn't about the impact of the wildfires on transgendered people. That would be the, the ultimate Source New Mexico story but no just no. uh number two uh biden's new press secretary tweeted in the old days about a stolen election when mm -hmm. donald trump was elected so shouldn't she mm -hmm. be deplatformed if that's causing to be, right. uh number three the gateway shelter we had a, a, a caller yesterday eddie called it the palace uh, apparently they went out and surveyed all the homeless people and said what do you want at the gateway shelter and they prepared a big document this is what we want and we're gonna give it to you instead of giving you jobs. Uh, number four, the military industrial complex at work, the F-35 disastrous procurement program. Uh, it's going to cost you, the taxpayers, a trillion dollars, literally. Uh, nightmare. nightmare. Uh, and number five, uh, Rebecca Dow says supporters of critical race theory do not understand their U.S. history. She was on, I think, either Newsmax or one of the one oh, of the good. conservative cable channels. So go. those were the top five most interesting links in today's blast. You can get the blast every day ladies and gentlemen there but you, go, you gotta subscribe and not for All free right. 20 cents a day rock of talk chat i hear that uh press secretary's uh her favorite dinosaurs licks a lot of puss there we go. That's all for me, folks. Uh, take care, <laughs> and uh, I'll see you maybe what? in a decade or so. <laughs> I know what I can do and what I can't. I don't need. I don't need your judgment here. <laughs> Get your judgment away from me. This is a judgment. This is like the Planet Fitness. Eddie's been triggered. <laughs> do we trigger somebody? Oh, oh, Dictionary Dave said that wasn't me. You know my number. Oh. What? Anything else? Do you feel like you needed to dump that? Oh, are you, are you okay? We gotta, we got <laughs> I wish I could, if if Eric is every man, we'll see you tomorrow, Dad. If, if Eric is every man out there, oh my gosh, you should have seen him. I think he literally turned bright pink. He's like, <laughs> that's live radio, baby. That's you know those fun. Marines, you know those well, virgin ears of the Marines. <laughs> what? That's funny. I mean, you could be uh, 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 Ermy, right? That's right, Gunny. Oh, I don't yes. think so, scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you, Private Pile? Texas. Oh, the only thing comes from Texas. Right. There you go. <laughs> that kind of narrows it down. And, uh, good night, folks. Yeah, have a good night. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to bring you back. I've got a full hour of radio that I, I'm going to do. Uh, I actually get to do because the, everything's working, and we're going to do a full hour of Drilling down on these stories of the day, um, we're going to check in with Bill O'Reilly, and we'll do that for the next 15 minutes. We'll be back at 7. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIBABQ.FM. Thank you.